0: The Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that will be fully in attendance at the College Park Regional this weekend. We'll get to that. An interview with Maryland baseball head coach Matt Swope talking about the NCAA regional in College Park this weekend. I would say the biggest event of the weekend in Maryland sports. I don't know if you guys would agree with that. I think it is. Is your turtle the
1: also going to fully be at that?
0: No. At no, no. 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 No, who
1: are you missing?
0: Well, Keith is gone, and then my new co host Ben Kessler will also not be there. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay then. So, so you st- you are correct. That, but here, here, the turtle technically I'm also craps. not a Baltimore pod, also not a Baltimore podcast. So mm, there you Maryland have it. Podcast. So that's the other delineate. the other, deline- the other del- yeah, very much a semantics game there. But NCAA regional Maryland baseball, kind of the story of the week in, uh in the sports around here. But let's get to the two Baltimore teams, and we'll start with. Um, RDT, I wasn't sure we were going to be able to record the show, if I'm being totally honest. I look at my phone. I see that Grayson Rodriguez has been pulled from his start. And my first thought is you, because other than I think his parents, you are the person that cares about him the most. And, um, but it looks like we're, 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 you know, maybe uh, avoided a catastrophe here. Seems like it might be some cramping. It's obviously we're recording here on Wednesday, brutally hot. Just, brutally hot today and it looks like it was maybe just a little bit of that but he was rolling in the start before that so that was good but um are you calmed down or are you okay
2: no i i'm i'm calmed down um i am looking up i'm trying to look up the stats right now i i was putting my daughter to bed so it took me a couple minutes and i, I come downstairs
0: uh, f- by the way thank you for your service father yeah.
2: thank you thank you um big, big we're excited it's a big dinosaur week with us in that. <laughs> um I get a text, and I look down as the Orioles just keep hitting home runs right now. Trey, long ball. Um, and I get a te- I look down at my phone, and all I see is, uh, you see this Grayson stuff. I assumed you have harmed yourself until you respond, because it was several minutes in between an answer with me. Um, and so I jump on Twitter. I'm freaking out. I look at it, and all I see is the same thing that you saw everyone being – like, oh my God, Grayson, Grayson, what's going on? He got pulled from the game. I immediately texted a, a friend that I have who works in and around the tides. Um, he, I hit him up and all I said was, talk to me. What do we got? And right away, I, I said, is it hot? He goes, it's fucking blistering. It's super hot. He said there was a long third inning where the tides were scoring a lot of runs. So, um, so Grayson was in the dugout for a while. So I, he said... I'm thinking it's cramps. It sounded like he st- he said I was in the dugout. There wasn't much made about it at all. It wasn't like uh, we're looking at you know his elbow, his forearm, his shoulder, something like that. Right away, he was like, "I think we're fine. I think we're in the clear." So I said, "If it's I, you know, I, I think it's cramps. I think it was stiffness, something like that." Lo and behold, it comes out. People are freaking out. Everyone is losing it. I saw people being like, "This is why the Orioles can have nice things. This is why you should have traded Sed and Mancini because this season's done." Like, just like I said, just relax, like just calm down. 20 minutes later, it comes out that it was it was cramps in his back. Um, Like we said off air, kind of weird that a West Texas kid um, could fall victim to cramps in Norfolk, Virginia. But again, very hot and muggy. So, you know, I'm sure the and the big thing for me was that they said that he was on the mound for a while talking with Buck Britton and the trainer. I mean, you guys know this. If he was if it was something bad, they would have taken him out right away. I'm going to let him linger on the mound and try and convince himself convince them to keep him in. So it seemed like it was much to do about nothing. Um, I will have all my notifications for all the beat writers turned on and I'm sure they're all going to, they're all going to tweet out the same quotes right after the game. Um, Cause again, the Orioles are cruising in this one. So it seems like we can fully turn our attention to uh, Grayson. But yeah, again, it seemed like n- nothing big. We're fine. The, the, the prayer circle that I tweeted out worked just a cramp. That's what the Baltimore sun says. So, uh, it looks like we're, we're in the clear. We're good to go.
0: Wow. That's huge. I, that's huge. That's good reporting by you, by the way. Thank yeah. You. I thought that you were going to hop in the car
1: and go down to Norfolk. I mean, be in the X, you know, X-ray room, MRI room, all that good stuff. Or are, are you on Grayson or like his life insurance beneficiary plans? Like all I that think stuff I'm on his, you?
2: the, um, what is it? The, um, Cards you fill out at work like the emergency contact
1: right yeah No, know it's probably his parents maybe adley and then you
2: yeah probably i think that's sure. safe to say hmm. i mean that's, i'm gonna have that's to watch to- out for these guys you know
0: look you 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 have no doubt dedicated your life to looking out for these young gun prospects i mean adley you're defending him at every turn obviously and uh and grayson all these guys they, they can count on you they can count on you
2: um shoulder to cry on you know the Baltimore Orioles look
0: like they're gonna get a win tonight knock on wood here in the bottom of the six, nine to two against the Mariners as we record um 21 and 30 12 and 12 at the friendly confines of Oriole Park at Camden Yards and I would just say that you know week to week in baseball it's, it's obviously you, you we could go super deep on like every game I guess but it just feels like, in general, they continue to be competitive. The team continues to be competitive. I know that sounds like a very, very easy bar to cross, but that's not a bar the Orioles have really crossed the last two or three years. Um, I think you tweeted what? They were like six and a half
2: games out of the last wild card spot, Eric. So Yeah, and then, but then they lost 10 nothing. <laughs> <So> that, <laughs> that whole, like, they're in every game. They've been fun. They're, you know... Still six and a half out, though. Yeah, they gained a game. Yeah, and again, it looks like they're going to win this one tonight. So, who knows? But they have um, a better record than one, two, three, four, five, six, seven major league baseball teams. Go look at the pot. Go look at the Phillies and how much they spent in the offseason. And the Orioles have yeah, the same amount bad. of wins as them.
0: Joe again, Girardi's like, in
2: major trouble. It's like I mean, Phillies don't even. They don't. They're the second best baseball team in, in Pennsylvania, which is. Saying something. Yeah.
0: The what? Orioles are the Orioles have either the same amount or more wins than the Mariners, which they're about to have more than the Tigers, the A's, the Royals, the pirates. They're about to have the same amount of wins as the Phillies and the Rockies, the Cubs, the Reds, and the nationals who the Orioles are
2: the best team in the DMV right now. If you consider Baltimore, the DMV, which is kind of wild. I was going to say, not saying much, but yeah, they do. Um, And again, I mean, we've been harping on it. The thing that I'm really taking away from, from this. And and again, I mean, the, the five game series versus Boston was, I mean, that game Friday night was unbelievable that you're down six, nothing. You're down eight to two Kyle Bradish, I think he threw 55 pitches and he got like four outs. Um, Again, your, your starter goes an inning and two thirds, I think in the first game of a five game set and you win that game with a bullpen game. I mean, that's, that or I think I tweeted, I was like, What what position player are we seeing tonight? Again, they crawled back, they beat the you know, they win by four, 10, 10, un, 10, 10 unanswered runs after the seventh. That was amazing. Um, and again, just to, to get that a series win out of that, it's, it's pretty crazy. But the thing that I'm taking away is you're getting these quotes from players and managers after the series. Kevin Kiermeyer said it after one of the uh, Orioles race games, and he was like, this team is a lot better than the team that we've been playing the last couple of years. Like it's, it, it's, it's there. Like you can see the pieces, you can see that it's working and stuff like that. So it's like Kevin Kiermaier, number one, you're invited to the parade. Like that was, I think that's awesome to hear. Like, it's not just lip service and same thing. Alex Cora said after the five game series, he said, stuff wise, they're really good. You see it. Everyone see it. Everyone sees it. We saw it early in the season. I'm not surprised because that's how it started in Houston. It started with pitching. So that's the thing. Like, again, like we preach just like, All along, it seems like Elias has a plan. He's going to try and replicate what he did in Houston with the high draft picks, some international guys. You're going to land a free agent or two. You're going to make some trades, and that's going to be the team. And it seems like what he's doing is working. And yes, they are nine games under 500. I get it. Um, Like, the run differential is still, I think, minus 43 after this clobbering last night. But again, it's like the pieces are there. Things are working. And those are the quotes from Cora and Kiermaier and guys like that who have seen these bad teams. And that's when you're just like, oh, this is – this isn't the same Orioles team. And I think the athletic had a piece like, yeah, they they still may be losing, but a lot, they, they were comparing them to the 2011 team where it's like, this is kind of setting the foundation for the next couple of years. And I mean, if, if, you know, if we could get a, a you know, a 2011 type team with that vibe and, and, and have fun attitude and turn that in to something next year, <clears throat> I think that would be huge. So it's, again, it's, it's been a fun season so far and it's, it's, I think it's just going to get more and more fun. I know he's a kind of a friend of the show. We got to give a shout out to Trey Mancini.
0: He was just like, I, I feel like a, a stand we took at the beginning of the year was like, please don't trade this guy. Like this will devastate
2: everybody. I mean, hitting three What's he have? We have a home run tonight. Yeah, for a home run and a double. He 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 missed about. Um, he missed a home run. His first home run by about three inches. Yeah, there's not a lot of
0: eye-popping offensive numbers in the Orioles, so his his <laughs> 303, 376, 399 slash line is about as good as it gets other than Austin Hayes. Um, and, like, it should just that guy's just a pro. He's just a straight-up pro, clearly is a leader, and continues to play well in a Baltimore uniform. I hope, I just desperately hope that he is around to feel some of, like, the riches that are coming and be, like, kind of the elder statesman Um on a successful Orioles team. I think that would be very, very, very cool. And I hope that that happens.
2: He has that like Brian Roberts, Nick Marcagis feel where again, it's like those two guys who are, you were like, you know, this is a guy who I want you people were, I mean, were devastated when Marcagis got hurt going into the 2012 playoffs when, when CC got him high and tight. Um, And, you know, they're just, it's just like, like you said, I want to see him around. I know he barely got a taste of that 2016 wildcard game. Like I would love to see him be around for some of these successful years and now it's like you know you can't trade him because again again, i mean he's he's best one of the best players on the team he's 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 hitting his face off all he does is hit that's all he does so i I, you know you know me personally on a personal level i would love to see him stick around forever um it'll be interesting to see what they do but yeah he's playing very well and all the credit in the world goes to him because i know he fucking hates that wall hates it much like taylor and bryant
0: Wall, Wall continues to do nothing for me.
2: Well, the O's went over twice tonight, so tremendous. Almost three times. Um,
0: <laughs> the only one that would be nice to see get a little traction here is is Mister Mullins. Obviously, would be was going to be tough to replicate what he did last year, but um, just struggling a little bit. And uh, I hope he he kind of starts to turn it on as we head towards the second half.
2: The the I, I tweeted in the first inning I said you know we got to see something from Cedric here because he's he hasn't shown much I mean his average is, is way down his on I mean, everything is down yeah it's two it's
0: it's 236 297 365 mm. from a slash line perspective right? OPS 62 I mean, is not going to get it done
2: handful of home runs stolen bases I mean he's on a good pace for stolen bases that's that's great that's fantastic but um, yeah the, I mean the average has to come up he's still playing fine um defense but since I tweeted that in the first inning, he has a single and a double. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. So, thank yes, thank me for my service. Um, here's hoping that it uh ignites some kind of fire because the or they haven't been starting out very hot in many games, and I think you can credit that to there being one out in the first pretty much every time he comes up. So, let's hope he turns that around. Orioles do kind of have a manageable
0: portion of the schedule coming up here. Um. Obviously, they have these games against Seattle who's super, super average. They get an average Cleveland team at home. Um, then they get the Cubs who stink. Um, and then they get the Royals who stink for four. So tomorrow, they're gonna win this game tonight, most likely. Then they have, you know, one against Seattle. So three, so one, four, six, eight. Pretty manageable games. If you could, you know, if they could rip off like eight out of 10 out of those or whatever. You go to at Toronto, and maybe you're like, trending towards 500 i think that's like a doable if the Orioles really want to kind of make a statement this year um
2: this would be a nice time to kind of get hot over the next week and a half or so i mean this is the part of the schedule like you said like these are the games that you should win these you know you kind of hope to go 500 you hope to win i don't know one out of three you want to win every series when you go on the road to new york and then you know a five game series in boston those are the ones where you're like if we can get one game. If we can get if we can sneak out a series win, I think you'd be happy. But these are the ones where you gotta take two out of three. And that's what they did in 2014. It was just you win two out of three every every series, you're sitting pretty. And again, these these are the teams that they have to pull away from to again show that hey, they're you know, they're gonna be competitors sooner rather than later. So I'm with you there. That's always been their their thing though, is struggling against what seems to be bad teams. It's like when they win it, you know, they take two out of three from St. Louis going to go into Detroit where those guys are sleepwalking and they get swept. So who knows? Um, but again, you just got to take care of business. So
0: we'll see how it continues to go. Um, not a ton of Ravens news this week. I would say, do we want to give our official x 52 podcast statement on, um, Lamar Jackson at OTAs or his lack of, uh, appearance at OTAs black. Do you want to deliver that for us?
1: um i'm struggling to give too much of a of a heck about it to be honest Um, well i would
0: say our official statement is we don't care we don't care at all we
1: don't care i mean it'd be it would be better if you were to be there but more so so we wouldn't have to hear about it all the time but we're talking about a national you know the national talking heads are talking about it but Meanwhile, right now I'm watching Josh Allen play golf in Vegas. He's not at OTAs. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Josh Allen went to, you know, was it the the AFC Championship game last year? Yes. Yeah,
0: I mean, one of the, one of the best playoff oh, no. games of all time. Good
1: for him. lost in the. the v- I can't remember who lost to who. I, I, the games were all just. I mean, they were Chiefs, awesome. Chiefs. Chiefs lost to the Bengals. That's that is what it was. Oh, true. You're um, right. You're right. You're yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, um, So, yeah, so much confidence. So, Lamar Jackson has gone as deep into the playoffs as Josh Allen. Is that right? Or did they go to the AFC Championship game the previous year? I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) Josh Allen has his contract. People make that case, too. But, like, whatever, man. Like.
0: They went to. That's why I got it. It was Chiefs. It was Chiefs Bills in the previous AFC Championship.
1: Yeah. We're talking about football in June. We're talking about practice, man. Like. It's just off-season team activities. They're just activities, man. Like, just not going to get worked up about it. I'd prefer if he was there, but just so I wouldn't have to hear everybody just cry about it. So, it is what it is. If he comes out and he stinks, if he's laying eggs like in some of the games he played last year, then we'll have something to talk about. But for now, this is what we got.
0: All about it's the fall. I don't really care about the, I don't really care about the OTA storyline. I don't really care about the contract at this point. I don't really care about the, what anything in, just show up on the Sundays and be good. And if, as you said, if he starts to suck, then it's a huge issue. But like, I, I just personally, this is for me, I think for like all of these type of things, like especially if someone's shown to be like, like how Josh Allen and Lamar and these guys have shown to be pretty competent, I'm not gonna get too riled up about like things like OTAs. If you take care of business once the season comes up, if you don't, then you gotta be at those things. But yeah, whatever, whatever you need to do to get through. I just you know I know it's something to talk about. The NFL is a you know 24 seven 365 day league, so you have to find things to talk about. And Lamar's obviously a, a lightning rod and and deservedly so. He got hurt and just, you know. Kind of lampoon the Ravens' season with that, and you know the contract situation's weird, but
1: I'm just not going to get worked up about it. Yeah,
0: like, no like idea. I
1: said, I, it's it's not ideal. I prefer him to be there. He's not there. It is what it is. I'm just not going to lose sleep over it. And people seem yeah. to be losing sleep over it. And people want to like twist his words or like take his words about him saying like he can't wait to be there or what you know whatever. Like, sure. But it is what it is. Like, he's not there. It's voluntary. What are you going to do? Just be ready to play in September. And I think he will be. So, Now, with that said, the reports are Snoop looks pretty good out there. It's vibing with Rashad Bateman. You love to see it. So, like, I got to have you guys kind
0: that up. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. I uh... love that. <laughs> Yeah, oh, going certain.
1: Snoop
3: throwing yeah.
0: dime. I, I, once again, it's one of those things where you know you have reports about everything that's that's um, that's like coming out of of OTAs. You know, you, you're going through like Isaiah Likely looked pretty good according to Zarebek. Um but you know, Justin Tucker missed consecutive field goal attempts inside fifty yards. Ooh. So, it's true. time to be concerned. Time to be concerned.
1: We got a new holder uh, in the mix. I'll get that down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I, 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 I this is going to sound bad. I mean, we are obviously Raven's podcast and you want, I, people want us to like go in depth on, I just, I, you know, OTAs on June 1st is just, I, I, you know, I only have so much room in my brain, I think for like the takeaways from that. So I'm sure there are many other podcasts. We'll discuss those and, um, we want you to listen to all the Ravens podcasts, so go listen to those. But yeah, I mean, like the passing game, which really struggled in last week's open practice was crisp or Wednesday operating the starting offense with Jackson, opting to stay away from the team facility. Tyler Huntley was able to connect a few more plays downfield. The offensive line was Huntley up with Bateman for a 45 yard touchdown pass. Bateman got behind, come on, Seymour, Williams and Huntley and made a and, or, and Williams and Huntley made a strong throw. It's like, awesome. Awesome. Backup yeah. quarterbacks looking good. Your 17 Ravens that didn't take part, just to end this point. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, injured. Gus Edwards, injured. Ricky Person, can't say who that is. Ronnie Stanley, hurt. Morgan Moses, Juwan James, Ben Cleveland, Tyus Bowser, hurt. David Ajabo, hurt. Calais Campbell, Derek Wolf, hurt. Michael Pierce, Marcus Peters, hurt. Kyle Fuller or Darius Washington, Amon Marshall. So there you go. Uh, people should start going after Calais Campbell. I mean, what the hell is he doing? Just kidding. Clay's we'll do whatever the heck. Cam will do whatever the heck he wants. Um, let's just put, jump into a couple Maryland things here. Um, the terms are rolling, baby. Men's lacrosse national title, 18-0, first ever. I know people you know, have tweeted us, like, let's do some lacrosse talk. Here's your lacrosse talk because I love me some lacrosse. 18-0, first ever men's lacrosse team to go 18-0. Undefeated season, first undefeated national champion since 2006, Virginia. Win their first national title since 2017. They're second under John Tillman. John Tillman has been here since like 2010. He's gone to nine final fours. It's disgusting. Guy is one of the best coaches in the country, regardless of sport. He's absolutely tremendous. He did a great job with this group, who was stacked, absolutely stacked, and an amount, incredible amount of offensive options. Logan McNaney was the star. Had 36, I believe. Someone's going to get me. Um, some of my Maryland people are going to be mad if I got there. 36 saves over two games in the final four. That's gross. Um, beat Question. Cornell 9-7. Question. Struggled a little bit down the stretch, looked a little gassed, but got it done. Terps celebrate. Maybe the best lacrosse team of all time.
2: What's a good save percentage for a lacrosse goalie? I feel like it's impossible to stop a shot. And uh, your goalie above, was fucking dicing him up. He was above,
0: like, 70%. Okay. Um, I think if you're above... No, he was. I think if you're above, like, 60, you're doing a really, really good job. And if you're above 50, you're doing okay. Like and if you're like below top, 50...
2: Say the top four or five goalies in the country. Where do they sitting at?
0: Like, let's take a look. I'm gonna it. look it up for you. I'm gonna look it up for you right now as we as we talk. Where
2: is the
1: the place to find these statistics?
2: Stats.NCWA.Org. Stats. They're like the LacrosseReference.Com.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Something along best those safe lines. percentage
0: of the country this year is sixty-six point five percent. Brett the opposite of Saint Bonaventure. Wow. Two goalies are above sixty percent for the year.
2: Wow. So. That's, I mean that seems about right because, again, it seems impossible to stop. And this is I I I will very openly I watch lacrosse once a year, and that's when Maryland's in the finals. So. McNaney
0: was at fifty seven point five percent for the season, six in the year, six, mm. ah, six in the country, six in the year, six in the country. So, uh, but he was he, he was over sixty percent, over I think sixty five percent, maybe in the NCAA tournament, which is mm. outstanding against the level of competition you're playing. Mm-hmm uh first beat princeton my dad's princeton tigers in the semifinals um and it's it's kind of my i guess overall point i don't know how much of this game you guys watch but i would say just on like a bird's eye view and you know the three of us grew up in maryland so we know how much lacrosse means in this area and you know that's not just maryland that's you know people are diehard hopkins fans you know you have your families that sent kids to play it like North Carolina and care about them or Virginia and care about them, blah, 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 whatever Loyola. There's a lot of people that care about Loyola and Towson and even the division three schools like Salisbury. And, and there's a lot of, you know, obviously all the high school leagues are giant. MIA is a huge deal. Um, the way Maryland and they've never just been this dominant over an extended period of time. in like the modern era, this is they're clearly the best program in the country right now. Don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, it is, like, very much taking hold as, like, a as like a thing that people, like, care about each Memorial Day now. Whereas, I think when, like, we were growing up, the dominant teams were, like, your UVAs, Hopkins, Princeton, Duke, Duke kind of, Syracuse. the Terps got there a few times. But now it is, like, clearly the Terps, and now you, like, set your Memorial Day around these games, which is very mm-hmm. fun. Like, as you said, like, you watch when they get to Memorial Day, mon- or they get to Championship Monday, and that just continues to happen.
2: So, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, I,
1: I, I watched at the bag. I'm on day. It's
2: your spot. It's
1: just, it's just the way it goes. I
2: yeah. remember when it was in like, I mean, it was in Philly. It seemed like almost every year, like Philly it came to Baltimore. One, You know, I'm sure a couple of times, but I remember, I think Denver was in it when they came to Baltimore. But yeah, I remember like friends who would be like Memorial day up. Can't do anything. We're going to Philly to watch final four. You know, we're going to, you know, we're going somewhere. We're going to new England. We're going wherever, but yeah, again, I mean, you can kind of set your watch to it. So, Seems like as long as Tillman is there, they're gonna. And I saw again. I'm picking this up off Big Cat's Twitter. I, apparently, people were bitching that all they did was get like grad transfers and plug them in and and win a championship. And it was. I mean, they had transfer portal
0: guys, but Tills just dominates the transfer portal. Sorry He's for playing
1: college sports in 2022. Yeah,
0: it's exactly right. <laughs> was were people upset Brady Manic was on UNC? The, the weird part, the weird, so the weird actually part about it is for lacrosse is those like Ivy League schools that they're like super weird about like grad years. So you're able, you can like pick Ivy League kids. Not that Maryland. only had one guy from an Ivy League school, John Donville came, came from Cornell actually, um, but you know, the, a couple kids from Villanova, Keegan Khan. Um, yeah, I mean, but the 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 guy that led the whole thing was Logan Wisnowskis, who's who's been a Maryland guy. You know, I think transferred from Syracuse maybe after his first year. I think I want to say. Um, but went to BL? So, um, got it ton. So yeah, I, I, the, where would your guys optimal? We were debating this during the game. Where would your guys optimal lacrosse final four destination be? I guess Baltimore is like the very easy answer. The women's final four, which I was there on Friday terms, unfortunately suffered a heartbreaking loss, um, was packed, sold out both days at Homewood, which was amazing. Mm. Essentially, essentially sold out. I thought Navy. Navy would be cool.
2: Navy would be cool.
0: It's a little yeah. bit of a smaller stadium. You don't have to deal with m Bank in seventy thousand. It's you know, it's Annapolis. You would think Annapolis would be like a cool town to be in for like a Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. I know. I think they have ceremonies and stuff there. Um, I liked it, when it was infl- I think MLS stadiums is becoming. I think the more, the more uh, needed the destination. More needed size, like I think football stadiums are a little big. And I think if you put 25,000 at Audi Field, as opposed to I don't think Audi, I think Audi's like 19, but um, as opposed to like 27, what they had in Rensselaer, which is like 45,000 at UConn, probably get a better environment.
1: You think the the crew over at Audi Field was gonna let them tear up that turf?
0: No, they didn't let us for Volo kickball. I'll tell you that. Mm. What a joke, guys. We're trying to win a kickball freaking region.
1: Clown operation over there. There's
0: never been someone that tried to avoid going and messing up the turf more than me in that one moment. And that girl <laughs> yelled at me anyway, that was unbelievable. So we obviously me and Bex talked about, it. we played for the pandas kickball team, the best kickball team of Baltimore and the best kickball team in the region, quite frankly. Well, the state and, proved it by the way. I
3: mean,
0: yeah, we're playing at Audi field against all of the, it's like the day of champions. Like we're playing against all of the DC champions and Baltimore champions. We won. We ended up winning this by the way, obviously. And so Audi Field hosts this whole thing because DC United supports Volo City. And I'm trying to like not rip up the turf because they're yelling at us and not slide, which I didn't slide. A girl is standing on home plate. So I can't like run into her. It's a close plate, the plate. I like go down to one knee, just tap the plate with my hand. Cause I, if I put any foot on it, I would have just like hit into her, got reamed by the operations person at Audi Field. And I'm just like, I don't know what you want me to do. The turf is fine. Very upsetting. <laughs> Thankfully, the panda survived.
2: It's grass. Grass is grass.
0: It's fine. Don't worry about it. Grass um, is grass. Did you guys play any lacrosse growing up?
1: We tried to start up a team at my middle school, and I believe I was the only person who signed up. <laughs> <laughs> it was a small school, so happens.
2: I did a a, a, a camp where... In the morning, we did flag football, and in the afternoon, we did lacrosse, and that was about it.
1: Yeah, I, but two of my best friends uh, were the, the co-captains of our high school team. So, in the summers, we would go to a, to a tennis court that had a wall and everything. We'd throw the goal up against the wall, and we'd do a little box lacrosse, I guess you would call it. It's fun. So, I can, you know, cradle
0: and, you know, go low to high a little bit, you know? <laughs> Woo! Yeah, baby. Get the spoon out. Yeah. Uh, the, the other Maryland news is, and we'll, this leads us into our guest this week, uh, Maryland baseball hosting the first-ever NCAA regional in College Park, aptly named the College Park Regional. They will host Wake Forest, UConn, and LIU, who, by the way, the Terps need to get some revenge on LIU after they knocked my beloved men's soccer team out of the NCAA tournament at Ludwig Field last fall, but that's neither here nor there. Um, sold out on Friday. Um And it looks like the rest of the games are going to sell it as well. So if you're looking to get tickets, I, I, one of the reasons I had our guest here, assistant coach, Matt Swope on is, you know, trying to gain attention for the regional did not need it. Like while we were recording last night, they told us it was sold out for Friday. So Hmm. did not need our help. We had a great conversation uh, with Swoper, who is like an all time through and through Maryland guy, um, grew up around Maryland. He kind of gives us to a group around Maryland, went to DeMatha, played baseball at Maryland came back to be the director of ops is now an assistant coach leads. One of the best offenses in the country. The Terps numbers are absolutely ridiculous. they the second most amount of, of home runs in the country, hitting over 300 as a team. Um, I think like seven out of the nine or eight out of nine guys in the lineup have um, OPS is over a thousand um, or something ridiculous. So they're, they're playing tremendously well. Um, and he wanted to make sure I told you guys, because we, we talked today at practice, um, because he was like, ah, oh, everyone always brings up the home runs. They also led the Big Ten in walks. So they do it all, mm. the Terps. So got into Swope. We got into it with Swope about a variety of things, the season they've had, kind of the history of Maryland baseball, um, and, and his role in it, um, and a variety of other things. Banks, you told a great story to Swope that he had not heard before that made him uh um very happy. He told me he was honored to hear that story today. Um, when I talked to him. So um, quick programming notes for this interview, Marty hey. Suma friend of the show joined the show so the other voice you hear besides me banks swope and rdt is marty so just because i just didn't intro him which i always forget to do when he's on just because marty just is you know a friend of uh, you know member of the family here and then banks was playing his men's league baseball game during (laughs) the interview so at one point he gives maybe the most winded question ask in the history of the show can i address that for a sec yeah sure
1: yeah no i had the ear an airpod in in my left ear um while i was in left field throughout the inning had my my i was on mute most of the time i saw i think you flicked you changed me over to mute a couple of times yeah just had to just couple of times, something yeah. was going on um the second to last hitter of the inning hit uh a ball through the hole for a single and i had to rush in and 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 hold him to a single and then um the next batter, like, popped out on the second pitch. And right when I went to go ask Swope that question is right when that happened. So, I suddenly was jogging into the dugout when I was starting to ask the question. So, I was just like, I mean, I mean I'm woefully out of shape. I will I mean, I'll own up to that for sure. But uh, jogging and asking a question is a much harder proposition than I expected it to be.
0: And it shows. There you have it. That's the official statement with that. Let's go to our interview with Maryland baseball assistant coach. Matt Swope. Something magic happens. We're back on the exit 52 podcast, and you might think the most important baseball games going on right now are the Nats or the O's. That is not true. It is Maryland baseball, the college park regional this weekend, We have assistant coach Matt Swope on and Swoper. First of all, obviously, Maryland baseball assistant coach, but you're much more than that. You're Mr. Maryland. You're the biggest Maryland guy of all time. So I open it with this. What does this entire thing mean to you? One of the best teams in school history, uh, best regular seasons. Uh, You have a postseason baseball in College Park. What does this entire thing uh, mean to you as as a former player, now coach and and just overall ambassador for the school?
4: Yeah, I mean, it just, it really brings you back to when I was here 20 years ago, we had four and a half scholarships. Uh, We drove to Florida State in a bus. We never flew anywhere. Uh, You know, Marshall McDougal hit six home runs when I was there my freshman year. So uh, it's really more important to hear from the alumni what it means to them. I had a guy a couple weeks ago came to a game and it was sold out and he hadn't been there since he played. And he was in tears after the game. He said, I I can't believe this atmosphere is what it is. It's sold out. You guys hit five home runs today. Um, It seemed like we used to be on the other end. So for me, you know, that's what means the most. It's great that we're doing well and everybody's seeing that, you know, what's coming to fruition right now. But it's really, you know, the guys that have been there, the former players that really laid the groundwork for all this. And um, especially what we've done in the last 10 years. So I'm most proud of that just from, from what it's come from. Uh, most people on the national scale have no idea uh, what Maryland baseball was ten or fifteen years ago. It wasn't even on the map. It's still disrespected all across the board. Even even some of the success we've had. So, being a, a Maryland kid, being a P.G. County kid, uh, having so much pride in the state, um, staying home, it it means the world to me for sure.
0: I was gonna I was gonna say put in perspective for people, and you sort of did right there, like this isn't necessarily supposed to happen for Maryland baseball. If you're like someone that's not internal, right? Like you're, you guys don't have any of the advantages. A lot of the Southern schools have um, the West coast schools have the, the, there's not a, the same amount of tradition, despite the fact that you had some great players come through there, including yourself. Mm-hmm. So put in perspective, kind of what you guys are doing Um in that kind of context where, you know, when you look at the 16 schools hosting, Maryland is not necessarily one of those 16 schools, but you guys, you know, have never had that as a, as a barrier. You've always tried to sort of get through that type of narrative.
4: I think sometimes when I'm just like sitting there on the bus or, you know, I'm laying in bed and you just look at the top 25 and when you see us consistently in there with the other schools, it just, it doesn't really match up for the blue bloods or history or all that. So to be honest with you, it's nothing short of a miracle. Um, and that's to good people. Uh, we, we have good people across the board at Maryland coaching Olympic sports, uh, you know, from Tillman of what he's just done and, and Sash and, and Kathy and, and Missy and all these these consistent great people and great coaches that have had a lot of success at Maryland. So I, I really attribute it a lot to good people and good coaches. But it's really nothing short of a miracle just with the facilities and um, the financial aid, uh, what we're up against uh, recruiting against UVA and, and Clemson and, and – uh, North Carolina and those schools that we go up against Vanderbilt so um, I, I just couldn't be more proud you know and just to continue to see it build uh, I was almost in tears when we, when, when we found out on the plane you know I have my daughter I may get choked up now I have my daughter with me and, and just to see that actually happen in College Park I, I can't even explain it to you so um, it means the world to me and um, I just can't wait man I just can't wait to see how electric it's going to be and all the alumni and fans and and people hanging on the fences and the stands. I just, I can't wait. So. Yeah, I think Swope,
5: I'm just thinking back to like, even five, six years ago when, when you and I are looking at Bob Turtlesmith stadium and, and trying to brainstorm how to put lipstick on a pig at a, at a certain point and just make this, this facility feel like a, like a big time facility. And I mean, it gives me chills to even just see on social media, crowds that you guys are drawing like final after final getting posted and and the the recognition that college park is getting for baseball um to this even just seeing those bleachers out in in the outfield is is a crazy sight to see so what what is what what are you looking forward to hosting for the first time and like just kind of visualizing in terms of that atmosphere
4: I'm going to try to stay present as much as possible, you know, just putting it into my guys and just taking it all in. But there's definitely going to be a huge part of me that what could be for the future. Uh, you know, there's no secret here with Taylor and everybody else. I want to be here for my entire life. Um, I've turned down several jobs. This, this is my home. This is where I want to be. This is just another step to say what it could be. You know, why is an error coming down to Maryland games? Because, you know, it's, it's not maybe not appealing. You know, there's a niche here, you know, before the Nats, before the Orioles, there is a niche to be had here that we can create if we keep building it correctly. So there's part of me that's going to try to stay present, seeing people like Taylor and you or whoever else is there and take it all in and just give you a smile and know how much that means to me. But at the same time, looking also towards the future and and what could be sustainable um, and also something that could be impactful in the DMV.
2: Now, you're, ta- you're talking about, you know, what it means for you guys to play at home and, and to see all that stuff. You guys are 24 and two at home this year. What, what made you guys click? Like, what, what just turned on for you guys when you were playing in College Park?
4: You know, I, I think we, we had a good group come back. We made a regional final last year. People don't understand. We played conference only last year. Uh, that was very tough. You have no midweek games. Everybody's saved up for the weekend. You're getting their best bolts. So we came off a team that made a regional final last year. That was good. You know, we were very good. So we had a good nucleus back, Uh, just a mature group, you know, Bubba coming back, you know, Matt Shaw mixed in with that too. Just, just a good cohesive group. And, and honestly, the offense is good. Uh, You know, we've, we've stood the test of time versus whoever we played at Baylor at Campbell has a first rounder on Friday, won their conference. We went to Dallas Baptist, we played at ECU. We we've, we've played the hard schedule, you know, in order to try to host and have this RPI. So the offense has been fantastic. Our starting pitching has been good. It just kind of all came together. At home, there's just something different. We just, we've just had that kind of mojo at home. And I'm I'm hoping that the other teams, when they come in here, trust me, they're not going to be ready for hitting in the shell before the game. I promise you that. You have not seen that thing. (laughs) They're not going to be ready for the shell. They're not going to be ready for the porta potty. They got to go to around the corner to go to the bathroom. So I'm hoping they're going to be like, wow, these guys are grimy. They grind it out, and, and they're good. <laughs> hey, so we'll be checking in from, okay. from left field
3: here.
6: Um, <laughs> uh, you, There's been some staff continuity between the chef era and the era that you're in now. What kind of wisdom can you impart to the guys who have not been in this kind of setting? I know you were in a regional setting last year. Uh-huh. Um, but also, what 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 kind of message would you send to people who have never been to this kind of environment? Because you've been down to the Supers, Yep. I went down to the Supers when you guys made it both years. Yep. Um, like, what message would you
4: send to a baseball fan of the DMV? I think you just have to draw an ECU last year. That's a, that's a really tough environment. They're nasty. They got a great crowd. Uh, you just draw off that and the guys that were there. And the majority of the group has been there, especially the guys that are back. Uh, the standard has been set previously from Brandon Lau, Lamont Wade, Jose Quas, who's pitching right now, making his debut. Kevin Smith in the big leagues the precedent has been set on what we expect and the type of players that can be produced here. So, but from our current team, you just kind of have to draw off, Hey, the bases loaded last week when we were tied with Indiana, and we lost, you know, that experience also couples into an experience when you did get the game winning hit um, versus Ohio state on a walk-off or something like that. You couple both environments and, and try to just utilize that from a mental perspective and say, Hey, you guys are ready and just, you don't have to do anything extra. Go play baseball.
0: What would you say in terms of this current team dealing with the, the expectations of her going through the entire year and establishing themselves There, it's like, okay, you guys are the big 10 favorite, right? You guys are expected to win this thing. And you kind of, as you said, you go to Campbell, you go to Baylor earlier in the early in the year, you play really, really well. Have you seen the guys sort of deal with almost being the hunted? You guys are normally the hunter at Maryland baseball. Now you're more of the favorite. You're, you know, you're 15 national seed. You have, Three really good teams coming in here. Wake, you know, great team in the ACC. UConn who's won a million games and does a great job up there. You know, how have your guys kind of dealt with being that as opposed to, you know, when you're going to UCLA, when you're going to South Carolina, you're kind of hunting those teams down.
4: Yeah, the difference between this group, I, you know, I've been here for 10 or 11 years. I can't even count now. It's the most professional group we've had. So from day in and day out, the batting practice, everything is professional. You don't have to say anything uh, there. There. MFers when it comes to wanting to win it's just different I don't have to say much I don't have to coach much which is those are the better teams you're not necessarily as worried about a Tuesday game where you're like oh how do we motivate them today how do we get them fired up to try to win this Tuesday game they're the same every day they're the same in situations where I thought were a little bit more stressful as they are when they're up 10 so that's hard to do in baseball with with so many games so many ups and downs so many lulls in time so Simply that, man, they, they've been the most professional day in and day out. And that's that's really helpful for a coach because I don't have to do a lot of motivating. They kind of police themselves and um, the numbers and the results speak for themselves. So I know Taylor just kind of touched on it briefly,
5: but can is there anything that someone may be coming to, to this um, to College Park for the weekend? Like what do you or what can you preview from these three other teams that are, that are coming in and what do you guys kind of, what kind of cliff notes can you give some of the listeners?
4: Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, every, I mean, I think we're, what I like about our guys is, you know, Taylor was there yesterday. We were expecting to hopefully be a national seed uh, and the guys were pissed off about it, to be frank with you. Uh, RPI was nine. We had the second or third most wins in the country. Uh, we played the tough schedule. We went everywhere we could, and we got a 15 seed. So it shows that, you know, we're still not there from a respect value. So the guy's got a chip on their shoulder. Um, but at this point, when it comes to the regional, everybody's good. Uh, I think you can you can dissect it in any way you want, whether you're a national seed or you're going somewhere else. You're going to have to beat good teams. The kid we're placing on, on playing, playing on Friday, their number one starter is the pitcher of the year. He's 90-94, uh, tough slot from the side, has a cutter, slider, changeup. He's good. I mean, you're just at this point in the year, it doesn't matter who you're facing. You're going to face good teams. Obviously, uh, UConn, uh, you you know, you're well aware of them. They have a tradition. They've been good. Uh, They're coached very well. They're tough. They're just like us. Uh, They bang the baseball. They have good starting pitching. Uh, Very good matchup. Uh, Wake Forest, we know a lot. Moose obviously left um, being our pitching coach last year. He's there this year. So the guys will have some incentive whether they like it or not. They will. Some will, some won't. Um, they're very good. They're very talented. Uh, they're also very offensive. This, this regional could be electric with some of the offenses that are there, but I think no matter who you're facing, you can get into the, you know, the, the matchup game and they're all good. They're all good. And, you know, when we won the 14 and 15 regional, whether we were expected to or not, we ended up having three big leaguers on three and four big leaguers on those teams. So we ended up, you know, in hindsight being very talented as well. It's just a matter of playing good defense, getting good starting pitching, and timely hitting. And I know that sounds extremely boring, but I'm just hoping that the friendly confines, the fans that we've never had before, um, limits some of that pressure from the guys and they keep doing what they've been doing all year.
2: You're talking about, um, you know, the success you guys had 2014, 2015. So after that, you guys had a couple so-so, you know, average years, um, Obviously, you guys had the regional final last year and, you know, the, 15, the, number, the 15th ranked team going into the tournament this year. What helped you guys rebound and kind of bounced back to that, just finding that success?
4: Yeah, I think you, you hit a good point. I mean, the goal from here on out with, with this regional and hosting, the word is sustainability. Okay. And when you have coaching changes and you have certain things that go on with that, you're, you're going to have your lulls. And that's the part where it's tough, right? We're we're trying to get in a position at Maryland where we can sustain that success. Um, It comes from a lot of different factors, you know, keeping coaches, uh, uh, facilities, uh, you know, and these days it's tougher than ever because the kids are on Instagram, they're on Twitter, they care about things that maybe we didn't growing up. It's just different. Uh, So yes, we put a lot of time into the recruiting and getting the right people and that works, but you need to be talented to win. You need to get the best players in Maryland and they need to be attracted to come here. So you're right. We need, sustainability is the key. And you do that through keeping staff members, you keeping that through the best players in Maryland and, and continuing to move this forward with the facility, whether it's the indoor or a new version of the stadium and whatever it is, um, or you're just, you're just not going to be able to do that uh, no matter who you have here.
0: Talk about your guys' staff a little bit. Obviously, Rob, you know, it mm-hmm. has been on the staff for a long time, becomes the head coach in 2018. Yeah. You have a, another Maryland lifer in Anthony Papio who who maybe is just behind you in terms of caring about uh, the school. And then Mike Morris, another younger assistant. In terms of actual coaching experience, if you look at the actual years, there's not that many, but you guys have have clearly, you know, not thought about that and, and, and coached, you know, one of the best teams in school history. How does your guys' staff attack, you know, having a place like Maryland doesn't have the advantages. It seems like you don't really recruit to the facilities. You don't recruit to the tradition you recruit to, you know, the type of kid and the, and the, the pillars that you guys have kind of instilled in everything.
4: Yeah. Rob and I are like peanut butter and jelly, man. I just say it like that. He's Reverend Vaughn. He's, he's a great speaker. (laughs) Uh, He's he's a great human, great person. And we've been together for 10 or 11 years since he's come, we've been together. uh, So me and him know each other in and out. We continue to grow. It's never been better. Uh, and with Pat, I, I coach Pat, you know, you know, I, I had him, I had him every day um, with the outfield and all that. He knows what type of person I am and, and, you know, chef and Rob, and we've all, he's come up with that. So, you know, we're super close. And I just think Mo brought that Southern dynamic. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's just fits perfect with the staff. I, I, no disrespect to anybody else, but this has been one of the best staffs I've ever been a part of, you know, it's been one of the most cohesive work well together and it's very tough in this business with alpha and whatever you got. But I just think the this year, whether it's age or growth or whatever we've all been through, we're just in a really good spot. We all know each other really well and we're all in it for the right reasons. So it's been fantastic.
0: For you personally, you know, you you play, you know, you have a great college career. You you play professionally, injuries kind of end that dream for you. You go away from the game. Then you come back as the director of ops for coach chef and you've kind of worked yourself into this position as the hitting coach, what kind of made you want to come back to the game and become a coach? And then for you, how much does it mean to not only coach here, but also to have guys like Lamont Wade come back and work with you and, and have big league success and, and sort of start to you know work with those type of guys um, and, and become trusted um, in those type of, you know, hitting circles where you're like, everyone's trying to find the guy that helps them get to the next level. And you did that with Monty.
4: Yeah, I think government contracting and working for Department of Defense stuff, that'll make you want to come back. So <laughs> that, that's what I was doing. I feel like, you know, like you guys and Eric has taken it to the next level. Every waking moment I had free, I was I was at an Orioles game. I was at a Redskins game, now Commanders. I was at a Caps game. My mind and my heart was always in it. And when you come back to the DMV after playing pro ball, you're always kind of, hey, man, you got to make money. And you know how it is to live in this area. It's not cheap. So I kind of felt sheltered and I had to do that. I couldn't take the route at 26 to go into a volunteer role and not make money. So I got it kind of pushed out of my heart and and did it for money. And it was at a point where Eric, Eric Backage got the job, you know, at Michigan and I was going to go with him. I was going to go with him to Michigan. And he said, let me call coach chef for you. Um, And he did. And chef was happy enough to just literally without anything else, just take me in and literally let me do what I wanted and do my thing. And I'm so thankful for him because um, I got to learn how to be a head coach first and kind of do it backwards. And that was perfect at my age of 30. Then when I came back in the game and everything has kind of progressed, the baseball part is, was always easier, you know, so that's, that's been great and having Lamont Wade and and guys fly in and hit and come back in the show and, and do that is just, my goal is to help these kids live out their dreams. Um, and, and I live through them and just want to help them in any way I can and bringing a spotlight to Maryland and, and knowing that you can do it here with the Brandon allows and, and Lamont Wade's, and you can do it here helps with recruiting. And, and just that, um, most of these kids are homegrown that have been here. It, it means the world to me. I, I kind of live through them now. Um, but I'm just, I couldn't be more thankful man for my journey. I did it the opposite of what anybody else would do. Uh, I did it all backwards, and it all worked out for the best. So I couldn't be more thankful for that.
2: You you kind of an- just answered my question. How great is it to have the guys like Lamont Wade and Brandon Lau, and you know Kevin Smith again, and all those guys in your back-, back pocket as a recruiting tool, where now you can you know show some of these local kids like, hey, look, you can come to Maryland. You know you can win a ton of games. You could play in the postseason, and then look, you could be playing in the big leagues. How great is it to just have? See, to see them have that success and then again to just have that as a recruiting tool right in your back pocket
4: i think for the first time when i'm talking to recruits i can honestly say we will develop you better than anybody in the country and i mean it um and i know we can't because i think at a lot of these blue bloods you're getting five-star players you're getting the best players in the country and you're just trying not to f it up you're saying hey these guys are uber talented let's just not mess it up what we do here is we're individually developing every player to the best of their abilities. And I'm pouring every tiny fiber I have into that. And that's just not really what you do at other places because they don't have to. So it's made me a better coach. It's made me a better communicator. It's made me a better person. Um, But we can do that individual type of style. And I mean it (laughs) and I can do it and I can have examples and I can get you on a zoom and say, I will show you how I'm going to do it better than LSU Vanderbilt and all the rest of them. And I can put my money where my mouth is and, and never I have, i been able to be confident or or us as a staff and and think we can do that. But I genuinely feel that way now. And, and that just, I think gives it an advantage with playing there, knowing that kids think it's genuine and the kids that say yes, are completely bought in and you hit the ground running when they get here. It's not, Hey, let's try to get this kid. And then, Oh, let's re-recruit him when he gets here. Let's hope he not, don't goes in the portal you know, we're not doing that. You know, we don't have to do that. And when kids want to be a part of something, I think that's when you see sustainability, in my opinion, across across all college sports. They're all dealing with it, you know?
5: Yeah, I think um, I think one thing that's very apparent right now, obviously baseball's usually the, the last team playing um, in, a, in an academic year. Um, but can you just, like, describe for everyone who isn't within the athletic staff, like, how – much of a family maryland is like you posted on twitter today tillman just off a national championship coming by practice and talking to you guys and you mentioned missy kathy all the coaches at, at maryland locksley was posting that he was watching um lacrosse from his pool on on monday like what the family at maryland is like and how it is different than kind of every other place
4: yeah, man. I mean, I've known Locke since he worked here back when I was in college. Uh, that's I've known him since then, 20 years ago. I, it's all directly connected one way or another. Tillman is one of my closest friends. Uh, we have dinner all the time. We hang out. I, I use his slip to you know, go paddleboard and, and do all that. It's it's not a facade. It's not, hey, let's put this on Twitter and it looks cool, right? That's not what it is. I mean, I, me and Taylor will talk all the time. We have funny little jokes that go back and forth at two o'clock in the morning. If we see a number, I won't say it. Um, (laughs) But There's all these things that it's, it's not a fake thing, man. It's, it's something why I'm still here. My parents got married at the chapel at Maryland. They both went to Maryland. I went to high school on route one. It's part of everything that I am and I've always been. So it's something that just means more. Um, I think that's what keeps the coaches there. I think that's what keeps this going um, and why I'm just so thankful and, and just so proud to to where finally my sport is there. You know, it was always we stunk, man. My senior year, we were 34 and 22. at uh, 35 and 22 had the best season ever. My senior year was great. We didn't make it, but we were good. But we've always stunk, man. And it's it's hard living through. I, I lived through 2001 and 2002, my junior and senior year, two Final Fours and a national championship. My other best friend, Steve Suter, was an All-American punt returner that won two or three bowl games. Uh, Scott McBride is a close friend of mine who was the quarterback of some of those bowl teams. I mean, I was living through all these other sports. So to finally have it be where we're having some of that success, man, I just it means that much more. I can't even tell you.
2: Now, you talked about when you were playing, and I know we talked about this, I think, off air, last week or two weeks ago. How tired are you? I've that damn Marshall McDougall highlight. So Every you know, year, I mean, every year, I just see it with the plane fence and the hill. And it's like on this day, 19, you know, 1999 or whatever. And it's I just mean, like, yeah, let, we, we get it.
4: Let me just say this, Smythe. We got to set this up. The only time I've ever been on SportsCenter was that game running back <laughs> to the fence. Okay. Scott Van pel has got to change that. I got to do something for him where somehow I get on there through, I don't care if it's even a back doorway that I make it on. That was my only appearance. So it's funny too, because... Jim Bellinger's the pitching coach at Florida state now. And he worked with us the first three or four years here. And every day, every year he sends me that damn text message. <laughs> and it used to piss me off, but now I just kind of embrace it because now I can just answer back and say, how's that three seed working for you? You know? <laughs> you know, but you know, it's all in fun. You know, it just, I think that's another, I'll never forget that man. I was a freshman in 1999 and Florida State pulled up with two vans, and they had five people get out. And I'm looking back like, what the, the, what's going on? They had five managers get out. They laid out all their uniforms, all their hats, all their bats, had waters, everything set up in the dugout before the bus even got there. (laughs) And I just said, oh, that's what it must be like to be at Florida State. So to come from that to now, man, it just – I can't even put it into words how different it is, but you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't trade it for the world. If I went to a Clemson or I, if I went to those, I would, I would never truly understand the depths of what, you know, some of this stuff that's happened where we've come from.
0: So we got to get you on sports centers. That's what we got to figure out how to do that. Experience. I don't
4: care how you do it. I'll, I'll sit in the background. I'll, I will stand <laughs> behind Scott Van Pelt and be weird. I don't care what it is. I don't care. I don't care uh, if me and Marty are at a golf tournament and he's doing it from there and we're in the background. I don't care. Just. <laughs> what we let me just not remember. That was the last time I was on sports center.
0: <laughs> we got to make, we will make it happen. A uh, better athlete. You or suitor.
4: Oh, that's a tough question. We've had this argument probably a hundred times. Cause that, we go through, I knew, I know you have. so I have, that's yeah. What I ask. yeah. We probably, yeah. Cause we go through all the different sports. Uh, he's definitely more dynamic than I am. He was faster. He was stronger. I think pound for pound, he was the strongest wide receiver in Maryland football history. Um, he cleaned like almost 400 pounds. So I'll give him some of that, but there's, there's definitely some, some other sports that I got him in. So I'll just, I'll leave it as a draw, but he's, he's a, he's a great human. He's doing the play by play there. Now uh, we're so close. He's going to be there Friday. He texted me yesterday along with my other buddy, Todd White, who was an all American offensive lineman there too. And just having guys like that, Hey man, we'll be there on Friday with our families to support you. You can't ask for anything else.
3: What
0: does what the Matt Swope phone look like? You, I mean, you were even saying when we were flying back from Omaha, you were like, I've got guys I have, I've got three guys I haven't talked to in the last 20 years of played, with, And they're like, hey, what's going on for the regional? I have to imagine it's only gotten since we actually got confirmed as a host. That was before they even announced that we were hosting. So
4: oh, it's been bad. It's been real bad. <laughs> but, you know, I, again, I, I welcome it. You know, I, I think at this point, when you're trying to build a program, your hands are in every tiny thing. And I take pride in that, down from where me and Marty were designing hats and what logos I could use and, and the the coloring and the (laughs) end bar, like, no, no, I'm that detailed. No, I'm that detailed. So, you know, it means that much to me. So there's a part of me, yes, it's a little stressful, but I try to have some perspective and just say, Hey man, I've been working on a tailgate with Preston Taylor, uh, with the M club and the Terrapin club and and what we're doing and how many people aren't by, I've been working on that with him for days. I wouldn't trade it for the world. And you know what, as soon as BP's over, Instead of just walking back and acting like whatever, I'm going to go up there, I'm going to shake hands, I'm going to give people hugs, and tell them I appreciate them, because it means that much to me. So I I want it to be different. I want people to come back. I want them to experience this um, in a way they never have, because history has been made. You, really, one of the,
0: the things I miss most about the office is you versus Marty and logo usage. We, I really miss
4: that. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I got i got scolded often. As soon as we – hey, all you have to do, Marty, you're not here anymore. Bring back Terps permanently, and we're good.
5: Done. I mean, I can do that now without a problem. <laughs> all right.
4: That's all I want. I don't care about the Umbar. <laughs> Locks will be right behind you, so. I know. <laughs>
2: You talked about um, some of the people who are going to be at the game. You mentioned the DJ. What's your favorite DJ Chris Styles mashup song that he plays on Friday nights for BP?
4: Oh, it's a lock. It's Tribe Called Quest. It's my favorite group. If y'all don't know, I have a tattoo of a Tribe Called Quest <laughs> on my own. So I, you know, that's a fun fact that, you know, anybody that says anything, what's the weirdest thing I said, you ever heard of a Tribe Called Quest or know what the logo is? They're like, nope. And I have a tattoo of Tribe Called Quest. So, they're my favorite hip-hop group. I've always been just as obsessed with music. I have turntables right here. I'll come down here and spin on my own. Um, I love it. We've been friends since, you know, College Park, since we were 12, not just Dematha. So I've known Chris, and he's taken his, his same trajectory from his career. And he knows to play two or three Tribe Called Quest songs. <laughs> Can I kick it? Electric relaxation, probably. um, Maybe a war tour mixes in, or whatever it he is. is. He'll, he'll play me a few just and give me... He knows I'm going to look whether I'm throwing BP or not. He just looks up and just gives me the whatever. And and he's he's got just as much pride. People don't know that Chris was from College Park and he bat boyed for Maryland baseball growing up. So, again, Marty talked about the family. Uh, This is all integrated, you know, from jump. It, it
2: feels like – and, again, I remember DJ Chris Styles as the guy who DJed my pool parties at Greencastle Pool in, like, 1996, 97. No and no then, doubt. again, getting to, getting to know him, like, throughout the years and working with him and stuff like that. It yep. feels like it's not a big event if DJ Chris Styles isn't spinning there. So
4: No doubt. No doubt. He does our – we do our game. We were the first ones – and I, I don't even know how Chef let me do this. We were the first ones where he literally DJs live from the field on Friday. So – Our Friday games, he comes out and DJs in the grill area and he just kills it for the guys. The guys get amped up. It's it brings a different type of energy. And again, Coach Chef, Coach Vaughn, you know, not many people would let you do that stuff. And the perception of that and what it looks like. And you just were authentic, man. Authentic. And I just you know, it's it's always been a part of who we are. And I think if you come across like that, then, you know, you you got good things going. Love that chef
0: probably knew about 5% of the songs that were being played. During- <laughs> no,
4: he probably mama donors, but what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's, you know, it helped change it. You know, it helps, it helps bring some good vibes to, this, to the squad.
0: Uh, let's talk a little Orioles here real quick. Uh, you're obviously a huge local sports fan. I think like when you're not in season, you're full blown, you know, now commanders caps, wizards, and Orioles you've got the Eddie Murray jersey on you've got the Mike Messina jersey behind you uh, give us your give us your take on the uh, the Baltimore Orioles rebuild right now
4: yeah you know i know a bunch of scouts with Houston and you know my first thing when we hired mike was you know what's kind of the vibe what do we got um, how is he and and i heard good things that you know i heard he was going to try to come over here and build it the same way they did in Houston my my worry was when you have Bregman and you have Correa and you have the top picks it's not rocket science that if those guys hit you're going to be good you know um you know i think he's done a great job building it you know i'm excited for to adley obviously get there we won't talk about eric's love for him but um <laughs> guys like you know grayson and deal hall and, and guys like that that are coming up i'm interested to see a little bit how during the drafts they, they've they gone to save the money route a little bit uh you know trying to save some slot money and, and build it up and, and get those guys because I definitely think for an organization, you have to hit on first rounders in order to be good and have sustainability. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with Kowser and and um, the Arkansas outfielder that's been hurt and, and some guys like that. But I think they did the right thing, man. We, we had such a great run, three playoffs and, you know, five years, we all lived through it. We were, you know, we, we lived and died with the, with the, the Royal series. We were all there. Uh, we maxed out then uh, the huge mistake, you know, obviously, in my opinion, was the Chris Davis contract. Uh, I was just being a baseball coach and knowing hitting Manny Machado was going to hit for 10 more years. So regardless of what you thought of him personally or whatever, he, he, he was the guy to pay. And that I don't think that was very difficult to see in that scenario. And it screwed everything. But we may not be in this position where they finally decided to punt totally and build it correctly. If if we did sign Manny, you know, they may be still trying to win you know, maybe half-assed, you know, per se. But I think we, we're set up. The, the minor league system's in good shape. Uh, they're just going to have to tough it out a little bit this year, the ups and downs. Uh, they got the Mount Castle, They got Hayes. They got young players that are mixed in with Adley to kind of help them out here. And uh, Trey is obviously the, the elder guy now. So I'm excited for the next couple of years. I'm a diehard fan. Uh, I've been there since the 80s. I've seen the ups and downs. I've been through it all my biggest heartbreak I told Eric this offline was that 1997 playoff game versus the Indians was my senior year in high school. And Mucina threw through 10 scoreless innings. And uh, Armando Benitez came in and gave up a home run to Tony Fernandez who could not hit homers. Um, and we lost the, you know, the ALCS to the Indians. So I've been in it all every step of the way. So I'm just excited for the future. Um, and obviously a diehard Orioles fan. I can't switch. I love Rizzo. Me and Mike have a good relationship through Jody, but I, you know, my Orioles are, are my ride or die.
2: We'll, we'll be celebrating a pickle soon.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We will. Let's do it.
6: Uh, jumping in from left field again. Apologies for my, uh, my winded question before I'm only slightly less winded now. Make sure you get a good um, drop. Make sure you get a good drop step out there, dude. I appreciate it, dude. Game's over. We, uh, we pulled it out.
3: We'll okay, come back when
6: I, I yeah. may have gotten a, uh, two strikes single out the right field there during that, that interview. Um, anyways, you guys were talking about like the uniforms and, um, you and Marty going back and forth about logos. And you were talking a little bit about perspective, just kind of like the gritty mentality that you guys have had throughout so many years of struggles. Um, I'm going to tell a story that I don't know if you realize that I, that you and I have crossed paths way back in the day. Um, I played club ball in Maryland and at like maybe 11:30 30 PM on a weeknight, I was just sick of my team chat talking about what uniforms they wanted to order. Cause everybody had a budget and like everybody wanted the sickest Maryland flag, this Maryland flag, that whatever. I just got sick of it. I emailed every contact I could find with Maryland baseball, Matt Swope emails me back in five minutes saying, Hey, we got jerseys for you. Come on by Comcast center tomorrow. We got you. And sure enough, you guys had jerseys with the, uh, the old M flag logo. So I think that makes sense that Sumo was not feeling the, uh, the M bar and we had to unload those bad boys on us. But seriously, man, I just want to thank you for for uh, giving some jerseys out to some guys who are just playing a little college ball for love of the game.
4: Yeah, man. I mean, I, I would have never put two and two together. That, that makes me feel great. Hopefully that, that shows you what type of to people we are and you know, we're always willing to help and man, there's, there's two types of people, those that are humble and those that are about to be, and I will, I will never lose my place and, and, you know, my humbleness within that. And, you know, I think anybody, whether it's a club team or a fan that just wants to know more about Maryland baseball, I've always tried to, to keep my feet under me and, um, respect everybody, so that's 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 a great story. I appreciate you sharing that. Oh, I'm just glad it wasn't the other way because Taylor knows in my and some of my more uh other times I can also be very tough on certain people, so uh, <laughs> it's good to hear but that that's sometimes more upstairs than it is anywhere else. <laughs> I, I gotta admit that the uh the money we had set aside for the jerseys probably went to beer, so uh, I hope, you know, hope you can appreciate that too. Absolutely. Cheers. Hopefully there's a shot done at Bentleys. I got you, Bro. Okay.
5: I was going to say for as much policing as I did, um, I think that Maryland has, I mean, I think it's not even a secret. Some of the, the best uniforms, not only in the playoffs right now, but in all college baseball. Um, and I think that the social team and you all do a great job of, um, branding the program, even in the down years. I, I know people were talking about Maryland baseball just
4: because you guys do such a great job of, of promoting the brand. It matters, man. It means a lot to me. That's why. It means it means everything to me. Uh, everything. It all matters. So that stuff is, is – I take that stuff personal. Uh, that's probably when – you know, if I've ever done interviews, what's your downfall? Uh, Taylor's probably asked me that probably at some point. He's probably been on a committee chair – uh, for one of these positions is that what's your downfall? I, I, I care too much. I'm too passionate. I care too much. I, I get involved in things probably I shouldn't, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And it all matters, man. So that type of stuff and attention to detail, working with people like you, I wouldn't have relationships with people like you, where you would come to my house, uh, where we'll meet up, we'll have dinner. We'll have a special relationship outside of the sport. If we didn't have those tough conversations, if we both didn't care. So you know, a lot of those relationships have been forged, not all through roses, but, you know, sometimes they are, but because we, we care, I mean, we have these passionate conversations and that's, that's what makes our relationship so great.
0: Uh, so we'll, we'll get you, I'll get you out of here on this. I can't talk. Um, what's your, what's the, uh, the dream Maryland baseball uniform. I, I know you have some, some, uh, many things concocted in your head for, for, for what these uniforms can look like. Your right, uniform, maestro.
4: I only got one pet peeve. We just have to start moving the needle towards when we had the script, Maryland on Jersey. Mm-hmm. It's epic. We just have to get back towards. I don't, I don't. even know who to talk to anymore, Marty or Taylor. Well, help me out. Um, we'll
0: we'll fi- we're gonna figure it out.
4: Baseball, this is what we game. got it.
0: We're gonna win. We're gonna you know we're gonna win a regional yeah. super. We're gonna move. And this is where we're gonna. You and I are gonna walk upstairs and we're gonna figure this out.
4: No doubt. So baseball is just a different sport, right? Regardless of what the total branding is across the board in the school, different sports, baseball has this tradition to it, where if you look at the majority of major league teams or history, they have a script. And I think some of the most fire uniforms we've ever had that we've had to retire have been involved with the script. Um, So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Obviously when I played, we had the Terps, I would, I would at least want one jersey to bring the iconic Terps back into it. Um, some of our jerseys right now the M Bar are absolute flames; they're unbelievable. But I think they're just a tradition. You know, you look at his jersey up in the top corner. You know, it's a script, and you know, it's just different. It's just, it's just the way it is. So, um, you know, if you guys could see the wall, the wall over here. Where there's a light, uh,
0: I was about to say we needed a swope wall appearance yeah. here. One <laughs> of the great walls yeah. in the state. You can this see
4: wall. everything there. The turps are there, and all that. There's a lot of there's a lot of script over there. So I would like that back at some point, just because the tradition is different. Baseball, and we don't always just have to put a blanket. Hey, we're gonna do this. It's just baseball is one of those special things, man. It's just different. Always will be. Yeah,
5: you, I think people do notice around the country. You do see baseball has a, a typically a more vintage retro um approach to uniform i know um as a yukon grad we we have the hook c and no other sport is allowed to touch that but but baseball and you see a lot of other like west virginia has a very classic uh, interlocking wv that no other sport touches so it is an interesting culture in baseball where um those more traditional style logos are are allowed um so i mean Hey as an outsider now I'm I'm all for it. Get those script
4: Maryland jerseys back. Those those cream jerseys were one of my favorites. Oh, they were they were the best. I've made less rumblings in the past 2 years. Man, I I just COVID is I'm a different person, man. I'm a dad now. So <laughs> That's how that you
0: I, mellowed I, out. You you have a you're you have a newborn. I mean, you're I mean the whole thing. I mean, I,
4: I tell you, I used to be up in the hallway saying hi to Marty, to Taylor, to everybody, Colleen. I don't care who was up there. They were going to see Co- – they were going to see – they were going see- <laughs> to hear me we're- one way or another and good, bad, indifferent, and <laughs> so I've, I've changed. I've, I've taken a step back. I care just as much, but, you know, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing.
6: Were those wool gray jerseys the basketball team wore in Brooklyn? Were those ever in play for
4: baseball? We had ones very similar to that. Yeah. So we we designed Under Armour. That I was a we do have similar ones once. Yeah. So Marty knows it. So Under Armour, I did one of the first commercials at, at that's another fun fact at Bird Stadium <laughs> back in the day when Under Armour started. So I've done a lot of stuff with them collaboratively. And they used to listen a lot and hear our ideas and all that. And things have changed over the years. But we definitely we had a very similar Heather Gray. Uh, script Maryland uniform. That was absolutely beautiful. It was amazing. Um, Are you the model
5: for that for Under Armour?
4: I did. Yeah. I did make the catalog a few years till I, I, uh, went to COVID and <laughs> drank a bottle of wine a night, um, <laughs> and, uh, gained, gained a few pounds. And now I'm just, you know, they just stick me in the shell and, and say, Coach, <laughs> uh, I put you,
3: I
2: put you in one of my, I did a, I did a uniform blog.
4: Yeah. And I put okay. you in there.
2: I remember you messaged me and you were like, thanks for putting my picture in there. I forget <laughs> what that one was. I got to look that up.
4: Listen, man, easiest thousand dollars ever made. They had models coming in from everywhere. I said, listen, I'll model whatever you want, free food, free, whatever, on top of the director of op salary, anything you need, I'm there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now modeling the Eddie Murray
5: Jersey for us here in That's
4: front of all Eric. your commanders That's for stuff. Eric only. Uh, all right. All right. I'll,
0: Marty, I now have to put you on the spot. Who are you rooting for the, the Terps or the Huskies this weekend?
5: I mean, I don't have to worry about it Friday. Um, I, it, It's hard to go against my man slope. I, I think I'm, <laughs> like, I'm so like you mentioned, like you, UConn has had a, a pretty significant Jim Penders has put together a crazy uh, build of that, that team. They, they got a new stadium, like things that I never thought would happen for that program. Um, But I think you guys are at that place now where, where you're, at that building point you're you're at the catalyst and I, and I want to see that continue and you guys being home I, I want to I want the Turps to make a statement I want the fans that are in attendance to question why they haven't been going to Maryland baseball games for the past 10 years um so I want that environment rocking I want the bleacher creatures out there the students drinking and, and having a good time so um I wish you guys all the all the luck for sure
4: yeah, I think that the last point, I, this is a chance for everybody to see, right? You know, you have the union right there. You have the football stadium. You have the brand new, beautiful football complex. Let's, let's, let's keep this thing going, man. There, that directly, that walkway connects north and south. Uh, it's a huge opportunity for campus, for us uh, to just open it up, man. Let's, let's make it inviting. Let's, it doesn't have to be your traditional baseball stadium. Let's be different. Let's do things. Let's all work together. I'll raise the money. I'll help raise the money. I won't leave until we get this thing done. But you need people there that care um, and you need them to see it and see that it's possible. So, uh, like I said, I'm just excited for you all to be there, whoever's there and, and just take it all in, win or lose. You know, I, obviously we want to win every game, but I'm just excited to, that, you know, people don't get the fact that we're hosting a regional uh, where we've come from. They just don't, they don't get it and they won't. So I'm just excited for that experience.
0: That's the perfect way to finish it off. If you want to buy tickets as listeners, go to umterps.com single game or all session. You can do that and make sure to go. We didn't go over all the incredible offensive numbers you guys have put up, but I'll just say hitting three Oh seven with 123 home runs. I think they're the Terps are going to play some pretty exciting baseball big 10 player of the year. Bubba Eileen guys up and down the line of a Baltimore guy Maxwell Casas. We have to mention as a Baltimore show, Um, some pretty electric offensive weapons you put together, Swope. Um, And as I talked about last week on the show when you guys won the Big Ten Tournament, um and sort of describe some of the things you've talked about of where you guys have come from and what you've put together i think this is going to be a showcase for college baseball you can make the case that these are the most important college baseball games ever played in the state of maryland which is pretty amazing considering the sport's been around for 100 years um so hopefully yeah no pressure um hopefully people hopefully people come out um and make it an electric environment and support you guys and swoper i appreciate taking a little bit of your time and uh and talking about it with us um and what a weekend it'll be at Bob Turtlesmith Stadium, or as other Maryland people may know it as Shipley Field, depending on where you are. So make sure to come out. Swope appreciate you, man.
4: I appreciate y'all. Love you guys. Back to you in the studio. Trust.
0: Back on the Exit Fifty Two podcast, presented by Jimmy Seafood. Very much appreciate our guy Matt Swope for jumping on. uh We will at some point get him on. I think in like the summer, just to straight up talk baseball because he could have gone on about the Orioles forever. Diehard Orioles fan. Um, but really interesting to hear some of the history of Maryland baseball. Like I sort of said on the show last week, and I think Swope, you know, can ex- explain it way better than me. He's in it. Um, what they are doing is really unbelievable, um, considering where Maryland baseball has been in the past. Um, and a lot of that has been a lot of sweat, equity and hard work and 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 just kind of, you know, a passion for it. And he was giving that like second answer. And he was like talking about how he thought he might like get choked up. And he was like getting visually emotional, like this means everything to this guy. And um, awesome to kind of have him contextualize Maryland baseball for everybody. I thought that was a very cool interview.
1: Is there a, a Mr. Maryland baseball? Cause it, it has to be him. I mean, it's, I, him. Yeah, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, great playing career and everything, but just like the heart and soul and he's, he's kind of like an Elrod Hendricks or a Cal Ripken senior, just like him and the organization are just one of the
2: same. Like, it seems like he's done it all. You know, again, he's been around for everything and he's seen it all and down to like the uniforms he can nitpick and talk about stuff like that. So, yeah, it's cool to see someone who, again, not just is like, yeah, I'm here because I get a paycheck. Him being like, I want to be here. I could have left. I don't want to leave. This is where and like he basically said, like, this is the only place I'll ever coach, which is again. I mean, I I think that's pretty cool. And And like we were talking about with with Trey, it's neat to see that. He has been here, and you could—I mean, he—he he said it to us. But him tearing up when, like, he's talking about holding his daughter on the plane again—that's probably shit that he was praying for when he was playing here. And it's like you know, he may—he probably thought it was never going to happen. And now, again, talking about taking buses to Florida State. Now they're on a plane back, waiting to hear if they're going to host a regional, you know, a tournament. So I mean, again, you got to feel happy for not just Swope but the entire program, everyone around it, and and the players and coaching staff, stuff like that. So really, really fun interview. It was a good interview and I think it was a fun one.
0: Uh, If you want to watch Maryland baseball this weekend um, games are at one and seven every day. Terps will play the late game on Friday at seven o'clock. So one thing I need to say to people, and I believe I'm right. And if I'm wrong, you can tweet at me and be upset. When it lists ESPN plus for an NCAA tournament event, it's free. You don't actually have to have ESPN Plus. They don't charge you. I'm I'm pretty sure that's been the case in the past. I'm going to say that this year, and you're going to have to pay for those games. But I'm almost positive that all you have to be able to do is like have a cable authentication to watch the game. I could be wrong, but don't let the ESPN Plus for you. Go try to watch the game if you want to try to watch the game and don't just see ESPN Plus. I think that's just a branding thing from ESPN. That could be totally wrong. I should probably know that, but I'm just I'm just putting myself out there. So um, Winner's break game would be the next day at 7 um, a regional final could be on Sunday. There could be an if necessary Monday game if it gets there. Um, will be a very exciting weekend in College Park. And honestly, I mean, Begs have talked about this on the podcast in the past. One of the most exciting low key sports weekends of the year is the baseball first regional weekend. There are a million games on, and it is so fun to bounce between all the regions if you have like multiple TVs or you have like the channel which they used to call bases loaded, which is now like extra innings or I don't know yes. they change. They changed it. Basis load is the best name of all time, but it's an amazing weekend. Banks, you can speak to it. I mean, it's, it's, it's the red like, zone. You and I have it. like, you and I have like gone to a bar and sat and watched. all the Yeah, no, else. we've, we've
1: done the, the, what do you call it, Battle stations with it. Basically at Delia Folies.
0: Yeah. The yeah. Free ads.
1: Um, yeah. It's a great weekend. I mean, it's, it's red zone for baseball. Um, the mayhem that can happen in these tournaments too is crazy. Crazy especially given how deteriorated – I mean, this isn't the best form of it, but we're just talking about how you you love a late-night West Coast game where some position player ends up pitching at 12.30 a.m. when you're at the bar and you're just watching them lop in pitches. It's not like that, but games just get weird when teams get – when it gets late in these tournaments where teams start to run out of pitching – and these, if there are extra inning games, like, that wears a team down over time. Even if you win a game and you've had to go through 13, 14 innings to do it, like, you're severely up against the ball, like, the rest of the potential weekend if you advance, like, um, it makes for a lot of fun. But but ultimately, like, what the bases loaded channel was, and I guess the extra inning channel, who knows what that, the, the name is now, but – it's just red zone for baseball. It just brings you into all the key situations when guys are in scoring position, it shows all the DOMs. it shows all the, the web gems. And it's just, it's like what um, baseball tonight used to be back in the day when there wasn't so much coverage of games and you could just, you know, b- base man, we should talk about baseball tonight. That was sweet back in the uh, day. When, know oh, by the way, I just made uh, uh, updates breaking flying news. around.
0: Breaking news: You may have to pay for ESPN I, Plus.
2: No. looking at but it Sorry. About Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, what's the other breaking news? Right lat discomfort for Grayson. Oh, that's not, not worried. Great. Which not worried. I'm they not worried. Uh, apparently they said John Means has had it in the past and has pitched through it. Sometimes you miss some time. Hunter Harvey also had it. Which what didn't? Oh God, Harvey I don't like have, either of these two. I but don't. But they like didn't. They didn't say oblique. They didn't say oblique. And they didn't. They didn't say Means had it this year. Um, I think he's pitched through it in the past, but not oblique. By the way, speaking of the Orioles in college baseball, um, Ben McDonald is on a ton of these
0: games. He ends up calling the College World Series, so if you're watching College World Series, you have a familiar voice. Or watching this term, you're gonna have a familiar voice. He's on the um, he's on the top seat. He's on Tennessee, so he'll be very
2: involved at the beginning here. He so he went viral on TikTok. Did you hear that? Ben McDonald did. No. There was a he was calling a game. It was Vandy and Tennessee, and I think Tennessee was up like nine-one. And he said something, and he goes, "Man, these boys are putting a thumping on him." But it sounded like he said "fucking them," and everyone's oh, like, yeah. "I can't believe that's what he said." But he said something. But it, it sounds. If you know Ben McDonald, you will go, "Oh, that's his twang." He said thumping, but it sounded like he said "fucking," and everyone's like, "Whoa, these college baseball announcers are nuts."
3: It was very <laughs> funny though.
2: But yeah, he even retweeted it. And he goes, "What do y'all think I said?" Something like that, like. It's funny, but look it up if you if you can.
0: I'm looking at the announcers right now. Um, John Jay calling games in the Coral Gables Regional. John Jay. Lance John Cormier Jay. calling games in the Blacksburg Regional.
1: That's awesome.
0: That's tremendous. Todd Walker calling games in the College Station Regional. Give me Jock Jones Walker.
1: in the uh, the Coral Gables Regional, or
0: something like that. Mm. No, no, Jacques Jones. Gabby Sanchez calling games in the Statesboro Regional. She's Wow. How about that? Um, can't wait. Can't wait for the old, uh, the old college baseball. Um, By the way, I would argue one of the hardest national titles to win college baseball. You got to win a regional gets three of the best teams in the country in a regional. Then you got to either play at home or on the road against and win a three game series against one of the best teams in the country. And then you got to win like an eight game freaking marathon in the college world series. we got to like get through a double elimination bracket and then play a three game series. It's a freaking, I mean, it's a freaking grind. Um, I know it's not single elimination. So that takes away some of like the randomness of it, but not very random when you have to beat teams like four times. All right, let's get to our starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Um, I don't really need to say anything else. It's freaking put your sunglasses on. It's this so hot. Yeah, it's just it's so unbelievably hot. The last hot. couple of days have been unbelievably hot. I do think we have to bring this up. Your tweet about summer was absolutely
2: horrible. <laughs> I, you right, rarely man. see banks get dragged on the First time. Off, I had it had it to drag, you but First I had to come off, for you.
1: talk about what the tweet was. Open with that.
0: What did I say? The tweet. Let me let me pull it up so I don't I don't get it wrong. Let me let me do That's that. That's fair. Now let's let's take a yeah. second here. Uh, yep, make sure you wear yep. your
1: sunglasses. Fed Thrill from the code exit <laughs> fifty two. Uh, the sunglasses were out there on the boat this past weekend. They did a tremendous job. They kept the eyeballs nice and protected. Skin maybe not so much. Uh, we don't have a sunscreen sponsor. Uh, maybe we should, but uh, we could use one. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, especially with the way that Taylor. Taylor not being able to make it to Memorial Day weekend was probably a detriment to my skin. So thank
0: you for the melanoma, Taylor Smythe. Uh, yeah, I'm a very big reapply guy. I would have had you on schedule there. Yep, yep. I would, I would have, and I would have had the bucket hat with me. That's I'm true. I'm fully in on my bucket hat. I'm going to be wearing a bucket hat a lot going forward. I'm taking it. I'm taking it to the beach for the rest of the summer. Mrs. Banks okay. had a bucket hat on the boat. I saw fit. I saw Mrs. Banks is smart. Smart putting the bucket hat on. Okay, our social intern tweeted, 100 days until Ravens football, baby. Good tweet by our social intern.
3: <laughs> to which Barstool one.
2: Banks.
0: Yeah. yeah. Incorrect I don't one. Know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, RDT. Yeah, don't care
2: about about it's about RDT, you're getting a little defensive about that. <laughs> it's all semantics. <laughs> you're
0: getting a little defensive about that. It's almost like, you with, almost like you had something to do with it. Banks, at Barstool Banks tweets mdw in the rear view and it's hotter than a devil's beehole. hole i'm done with summer give me football and fall baby a lot of babies going around trevor colvin at be more trevor tweets at you this is a blasphemous tweet real beta type talk man i refuse to i refuse to believe you mean this all caps it's not even officially summer at me at you rdt at me I'd be more than happy to replace him on the pod. Sheesh. Mm. Okay.
3: Well, to, which my, I, job.
0: to which I, to which I chime then. It's a bad tweet. We've got so many great summer things ahead of us. Be better at Barstool Banks. All right. Liked by, liked by Barstool RDT and the X52 podcast. So not an RDT and uh, his alias.
1: Both like probably it. be replaced on the podcast. Both liked it.
0: And then you said, I stand by it. MDW is half of summer. And then Jonathan Evans, I actually didn't see this, said summer in Maryland is the absolute worst, especially on the shore. It's hotter and more humid than Satan's nutsack. A lot of devil talk here, which I'm not a huge fan of. But uh, the guy
2: who picks Jesus than every (laughs) other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sheesh. So what do you have to say for yourself?
2: Uh, Well, first
1: off, let's put a little context in here as to when the conversation happened. It was Tuesday morning after Memorial Day weekend. I mean morale is extremely low coming off of that weekend when you're on a bender for a handful of days, you got sunburn pretty bad because your buddy didn't come down and make you reapply.
0: Um, <laughs> I was in Omaha. You're
1: basically hung over you got you got back at 11 pm. the night before you had to wake up and go back to work um, and of course, it's 95 degrees in Baltimore by 11 a.m. So let, ap- I apologize if I was not in the best state of mind at that particular moment. Uh, with that said, um, Memorial Day weekend is sweet. All right. It, I yeah, do, I agree. It's, it's pretty close to half of summer. It's, it's what you wait for. It's what you get fired up for. It usually delivers. I will say last year it did not deliver, but this year it absolutely did. Sorry to say it, Taylor. Um,
0: yeah, but no, I, 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 I saw it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the next two days ahead of that were hot as hell. So maybe I was a little down on my luck and I said something a little rash and and not exactly what, what might be factual, but I still stand by I mean, sometimes you just got to say things, how you feel them. And in that moment, that's what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, by the way, like, sorry for loving football and wanting football fall sweet too
2: were you in an office or in traffic sending that
1: i think i was driving
0: on my way to the office yeah
2: i mean that that'll do it too you know yeah no yeah that's one of the worst mornings
0: of the year yeah it's a tough state of mind and can i can i say this that's a good explanation can i come with where my head was sure someone that didn't get to experience Memorial Day weekend and just wants to have good summer weekends. I think we were both just in bad mental states. I think that's actually, this is actually very explainable for both of our sides. I was down bad. and it was, I really just was, was upset. I mean, not that I didn't enjoy all my things I did for work this weekend. It was a great time, you know, winning lacrosse and being able to contribute to some of the social media. Obviously that's what I do and going to Omaha, you know, see the baseball boys, but you know, you know, it's MDW. It's a great weekend. So I think – can we shake on this? Can we come yeah, to I an mean, agreement on
1: this? I, I, it's, it's, there's a degree of agree to disagree on this, but we can understand
0: where we're coming from. I think that's a fair so, place to be because yeah, I, I do there, think there is – I do honestly think there is a lot of some. I mean, July 4th weekend. July 4th is sweet, and then after that,
1: it's like – I mean, do people, people get excited – Labor Day weekend but it's also like that's like a depressing weekend to some degree because it's the end of summer yeah so like by the time you get
2: to 4th of July it really is over I used to always say 4th of July is basically over summer's over because then you're like you're already mentally doing a countdown or like all right, in three weeks it's August and then August basically I mean school starts and then you're fucked yeah so I'm with you there. I think that's a good place. To, I think that's a good
0: place to leave it. It's a good sure. place to leave it. All right. Starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. This, <laughs> this Jock Peterson, Tommy Pham thing is wild. <laughs> I mean, it legitimately is wild. <laughs> like Tommy Fan seems like a lunatic, just a straight up lunatic. And that seems to be the word coming out of baseball, right? RDT. like, that's kind of the.
2: He he's the same guy who got stabbed in a parking lot of a strip club in the height of the pandemic. Like <laughs> don't leave your house. He's at a strip club. I forgot he's about stabbed.
0: that. I also forgot about that.
1: COVID <laughs> was so long that that just felt like it was, that just got washed if, away.
2: He got stabbed so bad. They said, if he wasn't an athlete and didn't have all that muscle, he would have died. Like if he was a normal person at a strip club, he would have died. Then during a game when he's hitting like a buck 50, his own fans are talking shit to him and he pulls up his jersey to show them his scar and is like shit talking his own fans. So yeah, I mean, the guy's a certified lunatic. I don't know. Again, I can't get enough of this story. I'm itching for every update. Like Jeff Wilson tweeting out today that like he was like jocks my guy because he stood up for me and all that stuff. I love, I love every inch of this story. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. It's a saga. With that in mind, we put together this draft idea,
0: which I would say I would say, is one of the more random ones we've ever done. Athletes you wouldn't want in your fantasy league is the draft tonight. <laughs> I have the first pick. Banks has the second pick. RDT has the third pick. I have zero clue where this is going to go. But with the number one overall pick and the athlete you wouldn't want to take in your fantasy league draft, I think I have a clear one-one, and I'm taking OJ Simpson.
2: That's a don't want to get
0: don't want to get. I would murdered. want
2: him just for his videos.
0: No, 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 no.
2: Well, also, not trying to get killed stacked every year.
0: Not trying to get killed by OJ. Plus, the juice team, the juice also has all that stuff with like the memorabilia. He just seems like, I mean, yeah. here's the st- st- obvious statement of the day. He seems like kind of a bad guy. <laughs> I <if think>? <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I think this his, doesn't seem like this doesn't seem like you got a guy you want at your draft. His nice guy Twitter video persona is honestly the most threatening thing he does. It just feels like a, a heavily veiled threat. Like, I'm just a nice guy, but you know, you know, you know what I'm capable of. He's a psycho. It's a great, Again, it's, it's an easy one. One,
2: my my favorite part is how every year he'll be like, he goes over his team and he's like, I got Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes. Um, uh, um, who, who's um, Cooper Cup? Uh, who's the guy who's the fucking receiver? Uh, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. And it's like, who are you? Who are you drafting against? How are you getting all these guys? And it's like, because he probably has a gun out at the draft.
3: Yeah, that's it's what I'm like, saying. I that's why you.
2: Well, you don't want this guy in the league. I dare you to take Devontae Adams right now. It's like, oh, no, nah, I'll go. Give me, don't even think about taking Cooper Cup. That's a good pick. It's a good pick.
0: OJ, OJ Simpson. Banks. It's a good pick, Taylor, but this was my 1 1. This is
1: my guy ooh. that I wanted. I am so excited to have him. Take Gilbert Arenas.
0: Oh, good pick. (laughs) Yeah. Good pick. Those are two good picks off off the board. (laughs) Yeah. He's on my board.
1: Yeah. Was he on your board? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, Gil. on there. kidding me? The the,
0: the card Uh, playing and the, oh my God, the Javaris Crinton story. I will not to give away a pick. I know it's taking Javaris Crinton.
2: I was just. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's kind of goes one in the same here. It's
0: kind of the same pick. So yeah. No,
1: Gilbert Arenas, uh, absolute psycho. He would be a blast in their league 98% of the time, but that 2% is just not worth it, man.
5: Good
0: point. It's a good pick. Yeah. It's a straight up. I mean, Gil, Agent Zero, Hibachi. He's definitely taking the league. Got to a great dinner for for the draft. Like <laughs> like he's taking you out in D.C. and you guys are like having a good time. Gil Zero. Yeah. Gil Zero, by the way, great shoes. Not sure if anybody had oh, those. I had the Crazy
2: Eights. I love those things. So good. They were Kobe's, but he wore them too. I love yeah. those. He then his own Gil
0: Zeros, which I like, but the Crazy Eights were good as well. We might have crazy to do a shoe draft. So heavy though. Oh, we should do a shoe draft
2: put that yeah. how have file. we not done that well that would I don't have know. to be That's shocking. we'll have to do pictures with it yeah like yeah online. yeah um okay my Let's pencil. we might have to pencil it in for next week Uh yeah we can uh, do that I could, yeah. I could do that um i am gonna go and i know we said athlete i guess he falls in an athlete sports media personality i'm going your guy Stephen a smith he would be oh awful. i hate what he a would be awful. horrible pick he would be oh, he would in the, be the first round too he'd yep. be amazing yep. he's that bad the, the fucking video with him and and mad dog today like screaming at each other over the top no. five whatever fucking franchise no made me, i i hate him i don't know how you guys think he's you like, Stephen so a so entertaining
1: steven a has you in his pocket
2: Yes, that he does. You, yeah. I love. Yes, he does. He are, Stephen A. owns you. He no, absolutely. I know what he's owns. doing, and I don't. I don't give him anything. No, you I don't know what he's doing. You're giving, you're, doing know, you're, right giving no. you're giving
0: him everything. You're no. giving no. him everything. R.E.T. No. Yes, you are. Awful. are. He would oh, take like God. fifteen
2: minutes explaining every pick with some like long word that he doesn't even fucking know, and he would just and be awful. Oh, awful. come on. Oh, every
1: every every Monday night at eleven thirty p.m. when he gets that that seven yard reception and garbage time to win his, oh. he'd send a video to the group. chat. He'd oh, be,
2: be great content. No, no, he'd be fucking off. I he'd think I like would take him in 14.
0: my, I think I would take him in my want to be in my fantasy draft. I think that that's I how would. against this pick I, I am. absolutely, he would be on my board for that draft. He's not close to my board for this.
2: God, I wouldn't, I would not want to. be.
0: Oh, I hate that pick. I'm interested to see who we go next.
2: Ray Lewis oh my god oh, he would just again he would like he would have like a pre a pre-draft like prayer circle and oh like, he would do that he would give all these speeches he would again he would give like he would pick a player and then be like i saw the fight in him and i could see it in his eyes and he's a dog and he would blah 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 he would d- d- just do that for everyone he'd be like did you drafted a defense like you drafted the niners defense in the fourth round i think he would talk a lot he wouldn't know what he was saying Shocker, but we're going, we're going, red light ray. I'm sure he would kill the draft. I'd give him a real stabbing chance to, mm. you know, possibly win it all. It's just you know, lazy. That's, I mean, you know, thanks. thanks. The bloody good pick. I chose <laughs> It would be, it would be great.
1: I had a pick in mind, but I think I'm going off off script here. I'm taking Barcelo RDT.
2: Good
3: pick.
1: I don't want that guy in my fantasy league. Everything you say yeah, right?
2: Because now I'd is win. Garbage. I won last
1: year. I won this won last year. is a good oh, pick.
3: Right.
1: I'm
2: taking RDT. Yeah. I've been we an, had to the also be an athlete. athlete. We I also had, had to hear about Allen. how we... It's we not even your pick. About... What? Isn't it Taylor's pick? No, oh, you no you. this oh, is exactly, you this stink. is exactly my point. You would this know
1: is how a horrible draft works
0: and you would ruin the whole track Go drive to Norfolk. Get Your oh head is not gosh. in this thing right now. Your head is not here right now. I'm doing flat discomfort with one hand. <laughs> Jesus. I'm taking, I'm starting a league with Stephen A and, and you can stay all the yeah. way. Away. I would love to, Banks, I would love to be in your league. Can I be You're in your league? You're welcome to
1: it. You're welcome to Fuck it. Fuck yes. I want I to be line. your
0: invitation. I want to be in the league. with Stephen I doubt A. you
1: take the pick I'm going to take, but I like when it comes back around, but I'm
0: excited to see what you got here, Taylor. I'll tell you what I'm not. I'm, I mean, I, I just cannot believe that Stephen A. and Ray Lewis are off the board. It's like one of the most legitimately mm-hmm. stunning things. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting off with one of the ultimate cheats and douchebags in the history of sports. I'm taking Lance Armstrong here. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm taking Lance. Lance would try to figure out any way to cheat. He'd probably be injecting blood into his computer or something like that um, to get an advantage. What an absolute clown that guy's! If you want to really dislike, confirm your dislike for someone that you thought you had, watch the thirty for thirty on Lance Armstrong. Like you're like, wow, this guy is a total jerk for the entire time. He is a clown. I I cannot believe he lied to us and preyed on our want for it to cure cancer and win Tour de France's. Get the hell out of here, Lance! You clown! Don't be in my league. That's a pick, RDT. Stephen A. Smith. That's a good yeah. Next up, another clown. More recently, I'm taking Phil Mickelson. <laughs> Guy would I'm on the Guy- other side on this.
1: I would love to be in my league.
0: <laughs> yeah. I no. I can't. See, I would say if this was a year ago, Banks, I totally agree with you. I think he'd be one of the leading candidates to be in my league because I think he's incredibly entertaining. Guy wouldn't pay the debts. Guy would not pay the league fees. Guy would not play, And then he would try to go to a rival league. He would try to move to a rival <laughs> league away from my league and totally embarrass me. So Phil, I will not even want to be a part of that from Phil. I don't want to be a part say, of that. His
1: downside Watching will be him. more so that he will have, he'll be in eight different leagues and he'll talk about, how he's got this player in this game, but also like,
0: oh man, but I've got the quarterback in this other league. And like, I can't have that.
2: He's going against himself in every game and every matchup. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I just can't do it. I, 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 at one point I would have taken him. I think the other side, I can't take him here. Thanks. You, you, you're swinging the pendulum in the problematic uh, direction. You
1: know, Phil's not like super problematic, but he's kind of canceled at the moment. Uh, I'm going to yeah. take somebody very problematic here. Uh, canceled before canceled was in vogue, I would say. I'm going to take John Rocker. John. Oh, Rocker. he's on my list. He's on my Is list. He? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah. What would his fantasy name I be? Took a, I took a risk not taking him because I wanted to take
0: him in the. In yeah. Second. I don't I think had. he gets back to you. That was a good pick. Yeah. I don't know if he gets back to you. Yeah. John Rocker,
1: just a tremendous douchebag. Like, there's just, I can't imagine how furious he would get at some of the things in your league. <laughs> and then he would be so obnoxious every time something good happens. I just would
2: not. He'd be terrible. He'd be terrible. That's a good one. Good pick. That's a Love good that pick. pick. Um, I could probably get this guy later, but I really want him. Vontae Davis would be the guy that just quits in the middle of the season every year. And, like, <laughs> people forget he quit in the middle of that game. You know? Remember? Mm. call said a I, lot, I can the yeah, I can't hate on the Davis family. No, I don't hate on them. I mean, he also has an all-time moment in that hard knocks when they traded him, and he goes, "Can I, can I call my grandma? I right, can I call my grandma?" They're like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead. You're you're not our problem anymore." Um, I don't everyone have has to say, that, Monte Davis. Huh? I
0: don't know much to say.
2: Everyone, but everyone has that guy in a league where it's like weeks four, and it's like, "Oh, all right, now you're already starting someone on a buy," and you're like, "Hey, man, like." gotta pay attention he's like yeah i don't care anymore it's like all right fun cool thanks for the free win you want them but again it gets annoying because they're like it's always the, like i can't commit to it it's like dude you all you got to do is press a button every sunday morning like just change it um so ivante davis and then i will go um the entire ravens front office because they were just fucking knock the draft out of the park every year like in your draft you'd be like damn that's Yeah, they did it, and then they would like make trades, and they always work out. And you're just like this motherfucker. And okay, your best pick yet. That's a yeah, really is. Yeah, that's a really is. I
0: thought this was trending towards maybe the worst draft of all time. No,
2: no, no. I, I. This is a great draft.
0: Mm. Thanks. I regret
1: to have to do this, but I'm going to have to take a former guest on the show.
0: I'm taking one
1: Bryson Deshambo.
0: Oh, uh, you've done a total 180 on Bryson. I wouldn't say that per se. I feel like can I can I give you what I think your Bryson trajectory is? You made fun of him. Then you kind of got to know him. Then you kind of turned back into a Bryson guy. And now you've turned back the other way.
1: Mm-hmm. There's probably some truth to that. There's everyone. I mean, his yeah. trajectory. Not you're, the one. you're not doing not yeah. his, tra- yeah. his own trajectory has kind of gone haywire i mean that's who a good Shambo is he's all over the map but the thing he would do in a fantasy football draft is he would talk about how many mock drafts he did and tell you the average draft position of each of the kickers and be like well you <laughs> took it way too early uh you know the numbers have proven that uh you never want to be the first guy to take a kicker and you took the wrong kicker anyways and
3: you know he'd, he'd
1: have all kinds of al- algorithms and shit and he'd be like i don't care man i just don't care
2: how many magazines would he bring to the draft? Oh God, he, all of them. He he would probably he'd be the guy that pays for the fantasy like websites. Are you
1: are 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 you seeing this sponsorship activ- activation right now on the match? By
0: the way, I'm watching him throw footballs at Charles Barkley's head. They've got the State Farm guy holding a sign. Oh, I didn't see that. I mean, this is a giant advertising. Deal. Yeah, is this the but last full? For- but it's for charity. They're only, it's for on charity. T- they're only on 12? Yeah, they're playing is 12 holes. Huh? Oh, they're playing 12 holes. oh They got to play 18 on these things. It's just too long and people's attention spans just can't handle it. Yeah, they can't handle it. It's Tom Brady's anyway. about to take a shot here. I like Bryce is a good pick. He would be so annoying to have in fantasy league. There's no doubt. It's a great pick. Um... I was trying to get a sports media personality in here, so I'm gonna get it in right here. Oh, Tom, this looks like it's sweeping away the wrong way. Um, ooh. I'm gonna take Jay Mariotti. Oh. <laughs> that's the right, that's the right pick on the sports
3: it's, media. It's T-
1: just like what's I mean, I did the same thing with John Rocker. Like, let me just think of the worst
4: guy. Yeah, I, I thought of. that was the worst
0: guy I could <laughs> think of. <laughs> I had to get him down. Jerry Mariotti is one of the all-time scumbags, and just so clearly a scumbag on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know who he is, if you're if you weren't in the around the horn era that he was on, just go look him up. If you're a listener, that's that's all I can say. Just an absolute clown. Um, <laughs> I'm tr- I'm trying to think who to take here with my last pick. I just want to take this guy because I think this name will make you guys laugh. I don't know if he would really be bad in a fantasy league, but I just always thought the story of his downfall was good. I'm almost just taking the biggest jerks at this point, but I just, I was doing some like list searching of like biggest jerks. I'm taking Bobby Petrino. <laughs> just taking him.
2: <laughs> only if he shows up in the draft. Only if he shows case.
0: up in a motors. only if he shows up on a motorcycle, uh, Bobby, he would, he would like just leave the league in the middle of the dark.
2: <laughs> yeah. He, he would quit and he would not play. Yeah, He's like, ah, I got, I got, I got, I gotta go. I got, I gotta
0: go, got, got go back and coach at Louisville, and then be um, awful. I'm gonna take Grayson
1: Allen. I oh, have, like, you know, it's, it's I should have taken a the Duke there. That was just a douchey, just cheats and can't be trusted. And no, it's, it's just Grayson Allen. It's, plus, it's just it's easy to take anything Duke in any of these drafts when it's one of these
2: types of ones. That no, was my pick. That was my pick. Um, Good pick. I will go. I'll go Sidney Crosby because, again, kind of on the same, just the ch- whining, not the cheating, but whining, bitching, complaining. I'll never forget that mic'd up 24 seven where they had him mic'd up and he was yelling at the ref and his voice was cracking. And <laughs> he's just, he's just a, a baby. He's the worst. So, and again, just very, very easy guy to hate. So, crosby that's the draft That may be our quickest draft
0: yeah Quick draft it Quick was just crisp yeah crisp draft. sometimes the drafts drag a bit i took OJ simpson lance armstrong <laughs> phil mickelson uh jay mariotti and bobby Petrino. i'm so glad i got the you really took mariotti. some power hitters there too yeah.
2: yeah yeah you went you went straight for the the jail docket yeah <laughs> Yeah, you just went to see who had like a criminal record.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I just searched like the judiciary case search. Banks <laughs> took Gilbert Reigns, is a great pick. Bart, uh, he took you, RDT. Uh, <laughs> John, John Rocker, Bryson DeShambo, Grayson Allen. I like your draft, Banks. Speaking of a draft I don't like, Stephen A. Smith, Ray Lewis, <laughs> Bonte Davis, the entire Ravens front office, and Sidney Crosby. Stephen A. Smith is just such a bad pick. He sucks. He sucks. Uh, and Ooh. the problem is, there's gonna be a lot of people that agree with you, and they're just wrong. Weird they're just stri- they're just wrong. They're just wrong. They don't just f- understand puppets. Yeah, they're just oh, puppets. God. To what Stephen A. See the the people that have see have see through to Stephen A.'s entertainment, like me and Banks. We get it. We're guys that get it.
2: Yeah, sheep. Listen, no, you're that. Appreciates you. You.
0: you. are the. No. You are anything the. Anything the
2: media tells you.
0: You no, no. The media no, tells you to dislike you Stephen A. No, the media shoves Stephen A. down
2: fucking you throat. You don't
0: get it. You do not get it. You straight up do not. Thank God I have another guy like Banks that's seen the light on Stephen A. We should get Stephen A. on
2: the show. Yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> would you have? Would you want to talk to Stephen A. on this show? Already see? Would you not participate?
2: No, I'd, I'd do it. I'd just be like, why are you fake? Like, Would you go after him? Would you legitimately argument. go after him? I don't think I'd go after him because he'd fucking own me.
1: Did you tell me you know? Kwame Brown wasn't a
0: scrub? he's a bona fide scrub he can't play you're smiling so you're smiling because it's funny already
2: that's no. i mean that's a funny clip that's a funny clip (laughs) but guess what it's a pre-written argument that they discussed Uh, oh that was was a production that was yeah that was one
0: of the most authentic ones that was a rapid reaction on espn news news yeah the the
2: orange the burnt orange scroller going across kids don't know about that no disrespect whatsoever (laughs) If you listen to the part of my take uh, last week, he fucked over Tracy McGrady. So thanks a lot, Stephen A. He fucked over t Mac. I hadn't heard that one. They said he was going to be traded to – Stephen A. Smith reported early that the Sixers were going to trade Larry Hughes for Tracy McGrady, and their Sixers were going to pair up Iverson and T-Mac, and then the Sixers got cold feet when Stephen A. reported it.
1: I just don't believe
2: that out. story. So – I believe it. I think it's. Larry I Hughes for Trace Mcgrady. Okay. Yeah, dude. Larry there
1: was, was a
0: time a where Larry monster. Hughes was kind of a guy. He, he was. He, he was a good player
2: for sure. I mean, I nah, he wasn't. He obviously wasn't teammate I act. think it may have been like a contract swap, kind of too, like offload the the Magic were offloading money.
0: So, so his second year in Philly, so this would have been, this would have been like around two thousand.
2: They also said he, hadn't really shown it yet. He said that um. He also got a call that he was almost traded to the Bulls for Scottie Pippen his rookie year. T-Mac? Yeah. He said he got he got a call. His agent got a call in the middle of the night. They said, we need you to go take a, a physical right now. He drove to like a random doctor's office in Charlotte, North Carolina. Took a physical at like 3 a.m. And they were like, by the time you wake up, you'll probably be a bull because they're going to trade you for Pippen. And he said he woke up and they were like, "This the Bulls backed out. Remember
0: so, the Bulls-Kobe rumors in the mid-2000s? That was a real thing too. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. A lot I was of what talking ifs. Talking Larry Hughes and team. A lot of what ifs.
0: ifs. Kind of surprised Larry Hughes didn't sneak onto an all star team, but I guess his like best year 22 points, four, like about five assists a game. Yeah, didn't get on didn't the all-star any team. all defense teams. Made one. Yeah, known as a good defender. Yeah, God, he was so much fun. Those teams were yeah. great. Yeah. That last year with the Wizards. Oh, the 04 05 Wizards 45 and 37. Gilbert Arena, Steve Blake, Kwame Brown, Juan Dixon, Jarvis Hayes, Brendan Haywood. Larry Hughes, Antoine Jameson, Jared Jeffries, Anthony Peeler, LaRon Prophet, RDTs guy, yeah. Peter John, Peter John, Peter John Ramos, Ramos, Michael Ruffin, yeah. another one RDTs guys, <laughs> Etan Thomas and Samaki Walker. God, the mid two thousands Wizards name. We're never were never really that good, but very very
2: fun. I'll never forget seeing Etan Thomas get a dread ripped out of his hair uh, during a game, or like he got ripped out of his head. Like, remember how fun we thought the mid-2000s
0: Wizards were? Like, their best year with the three with Karam Butler is 43-39. and 39. <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> 43. Like, I think I remember those seasons that I would have said they won, like, 55 games. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Jordan
2: was coaching the All-Star game.
0: Yeah, Gilbert This Arena's- is the
2: best. I love this team. Gilbert Arenas, Andre Blach, going nuts.
0: Andre Bloch, Karan Butler, Antonio Daniels, Brendan Haywood, Antoine Jameson, Roger Mason, Dominic Maguire, Uksuli Paravich. I can't even say that name. Uh, Darius Singala, Deshaun Stevenson, Nick Young, Singhala. Mike Wilkes. That team went 43 and
2: 39. Thanks. Who's the biggest Andre Bloch fan, you know?
0: Oh, it's uh Sam Alaska.
2: <laughs> yes, it is.
0: Wonder
1: how he's doing. I don't
3: know.
2: We'll have to. Find him.
6: How do they, hmm. they So, oh, man.
0: So the one with Hughes was the best team in that run. God, I remember that. I remember them being so much better. Any honorable mentions, boys? Trevor
2: Bauer and A. Rod, <laughs> Nick Young,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Andre <Blanche. laughs> um I had, um, I had the Ursay family. Would take my league in the middle of the night.
1: Um, <laughs> wow. wow.
2: Um,
1: I I considered taking Mike Trout. I thought you might, Taylor.
2: I that's where I thought he was going one one. Nothing like
0: having a bad commissioner.
2: Is he a bad commissioner though? What did I'm he not do sure.
1: wrong?
0: I I, I I don't need my I don't want Mike Trout. My, I mean, I well, guess, he didn't face the music today, is what he didn't do.
2: I uh, no, I, I haven't watched want, the clip yet. I saw, it, but I, I kind
0: of want it. Mike Trout in my league because I want to beat him. That's fair. I just want to show, yeah. He, I mean, he wouldn't make you the probably, playoffs. He'd be great. Yeah. He'd be great to have in the league. He just wouldn't make the playoffs. Just, hey, oh, zing! Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not even a zing. It's just true. Like the the Mike Trout stick is not like I'm not trying to like be a jerk to Mike Trout. He doesn't make the playoffs. He's supposed to be the best player of all time. He doesn't make the playoffs. Seems like a really nice guy. He seems maybe he's a bad fantasy commissioner. Clearly, although Tommy Pham's just a lunatic. I don't think any of that's on Mike Trout.
2: But yeah. rumor um, has it he's a little thick too. That's what we got from an inside source.
0: Yeah, that's true. But like, I mean, let's let's do we want to check in on the angels here. You guys were making a big thing about the angels. Let's check in on the angels. Let's see how they're doing. Wow, six two rangers. Good lord.
1: Aaron Rodgers just buried like a 12-footer, absolute center of the jar to win the match. It was
0: pretty sick. Aaron Rodgers is a bad dude, man. He he walked He's a it dog. in hard. He's a straight up dog. He guys competes his ass off. Um angels lost six in a row
3: here we go baby
0: (laughs) baby. here we go three and seven in the last ten here we go here we go rangers are creeping up on them for second in the division would they be in the playoffs right now that's the real question let's take a look nope they wouldn't be in the playoffs they're a game and a half behind tampa this team's not making the playoffs boys It's a done deal. This is going to happen every single year. No disrespect. Like I said, no disrespect. I love watching Mike Trout play baseball. He's an amazing baseball player and seems like a fine human being, but he cannot make the playoffs to save his life. And I don't care how much of a team sport baseball is. Trout unsure if he'll be fantasy commission again as a headline that's leading the angels page right now. What world are we living in? Trout Mike Trout undecided. If he'll resign as fantasy football
2: commish. What a story. What an absolute story. Again, the fact that this is the most like controversy he's been involved in is just shows
5: you
0: how irrelevant <laughs> he is as the best player in the sport. I'm sorry. I mean, it just is what it is. Like, I don't. Mike Trout would probably admit that he's irrelevant. Probably. He probably he probably loves it. He's making a ton of money. He has he goes no to pressure. Game
2: the first week of every going October. to the
0: Eagles games. He's having a great time. He's, he probably lives a great life. And I hope to God he makes the playoffs. He's having he's having a great year. He's hitting three hundred two. He's on base four hundred two. Slugging six thirty six. He's got thirteen homers, twenty eight RBIs. Shohei's hitting under two fifty. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Any other honorable mentions? And we'll move on. Freaking Mike. We saw Mike a Mike Trout like every
1: five
4: episodes.
0: <laughs>
1: As I was watching the match here, I was thinking Patrick Mahomes would be miserable. I, I don't know why. Jackson I, I Mahomes know.
4: would be way more miserable. Brittany too, Mahomes for
1: sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I just – he just annoys me. I can't – I don't know.
2: I'm telling you, this Rogers fist pump walk into the hole here is something else. Big Cat with a nice comment about it. Said he didn't even watch it. um no my honorable mentions i just had uh trevor bauer and a rod i think both of them would be trevor Bauer. that's a good one i don't want to get too like you know with you know we don't have to talk about it nick canter medley maryland person of the week rdt i have jorge lopez and his son who if you didn't see the videos from this weekend his son has had these these horrible. I think it's cancer. It's of some. I think it was bone cancer last year. He's been in and out of the hospital for years and years, and his son finally got the okay to travel to see his dad play baseball. I don't think he'd seen him play baseball in like four or five years, and they got him up to Fenway and they got him to the game where he could see Jorge Lopez have a save um, in the game. And there was a cool video on Jorge's Instagram of them him warming up and the sun was behind him and, and, you know, cheering him on and stuff like that. And he got this, he got a f- f- four out save five out save, I think. And Jorge had a great quote after the game where he said, you know, I was only nervous cause I didn't want to fuck it up in front of my son. Um, and there was a great video of him coming onto the field and it was his birthday. And it, it was a very heartwarming story. And again, it was like a lot of people crapped down Jorge Lopez's throat last year. And then it was like, Oh, by the way, in between series, he's been like traveling to, wherever he was to like take care of his son who has bone cancer and stuff like that. So it was, it was a really neat story. All the Orioles have been um, reposting it and you know, it seems like his son is doing better and it's, it's just a neat story. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. So I thought that was a really cool, really cool story. Love that. It's
0: a good one. Thanks.
2: You kind of
1: stole my lightning a little bit, to be honest. I was just going to take uh, the bases loaded slash extra innings. Mm,
0: sorry about just that. Just leading up to this.
1: No, oh, it's okay. We had a good organic conversation about it. So I, I'm just going to pivot here and want to give it to my old man for turning it on, turning back the clocks a little bit. Glenn like Riddle on Saturday firing a back nine thirty four out of nowhere in the yeah, forward tees, fun. mind you, but thirty four. At the right border, sixty-two. It's a great weekend, and the ducks had the uh, the ducks. The beers at the duck were delicious. After,
0: Empty dubs, baby.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm gonna take open middle seats on a flight. Oh, that's uh, a great pick. I had two flights. Uh, one to Chicago that connected. In, uh, flight that connected in Chicago. Um, had to change planes, went to Omaha for the big 10 baseball tournament for about 36 hours and, um, had two consecutive open middle seats on essentially full flights. I don't know if I'm just not a guy people want to sit next to or whoever my seatmates were, uh, were not, but tremendous just Shower makes, makes, yeah, seriously, makes a flight just, just that much better. It, it really is, um, just a, a joy. You and I had a flight. I don't
1: remember if it was two or f- I It may have been on the way home from either a bachelor party or from the waste management open where we were sitting on the window and aisle seats in the same row, like praying that nobody would come, come through and get that middle seat. And nobody did. And it I was, think it was
0: a, on the way back from waste management.
1: It was a tremendously clutch moment for us.
0: Yeah, I believe it was on the way back from waste management because we did not go on the same flight back from Louisiana. So I think it was on the way back, which is amazing because that's a long flight. Yeah. Um, Super Bowl morning, just And it's also just amazing on Southwest because it's just literally chance because obviously no one is assigned a seat. So it's just what they decide to do rather than like, okay, like if United or Americans sold the seat, there was nothing I could do if they show up. But like Southwest, if, you know, there's three potential open middle seats, you're just like playing a lottery to see if you're in one of them. It's really, rib- it's really exhilarating stuff to be honest. At like six, 15 in the morning when I experienced it, I was f- fired up. got a nice hour of sleep on that flight. Um, so yeah. Uh, honorable mention for me. Uh, I obviously have to shout out, you know, the Maryland stuff. We, we talked about that, but that's, that's certainly an honorable mention. Um, and I'll throw one out to, um, I, like I said, I was in Omaha for a very short period of time, and uh, TD Ameritrade Park's an awesome place to watch a baseball game. So, despite the fact that I watched the Chirps lose, um, I'll throw uh, throw out to them. So, any honorable mentions from you guys?
1: Uh, just being Ocean City boats, Captain Mike, uh, Captain Alice, Captain Bry, the bag. Caught on Cork, Um Kyle, season, the sheriff, the deputy who was sorely missed.
0: Yeah, deputy was not there. Deputy of the season um, was not there. Deputy of Suffington.
1: Yeah. I mean, tremendous time to, you know, Maryland men's laps.
0: Wagon. Wagon.
3: And Party two friends.
0: Ah, uh, two friends, yeah. Oh, big the big boys man. were blasting the Big Booty mixes at practice today for Maryland baseball. Just awesome! Shout out to my guy Sean Hine on the team. He, uh, he's a big two friends guy. So
2: I've, I've listened to Twenty One at least three times a day for the last like, week and
0: a half. We've got to be big the pieces. podcast that mentions the Big Booty mixes more than any other podcast in the world. I think there's no doubt that we are.
2: Oh yeah, our per capita is it's it's
0: yeah
3: it's
2: I my 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 uh, Spotify Time Hop or whatever warped. What is it wrapped? Time wrapped, wrapped is going to be straight two friends. Um, I think my only honorable mention is it's not even an honorable mention. It's more of just like a we we have to stop talking about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I I, I agree. I, I, I'm I, over it. Who cares? Like, why were people like celebrating this? I don't. I mean, I've never given a shit about Johnny Depp or Amber Heard. She was hot in, uh what's it called? Twenty one Jump was Street. Stress. Or was that yeah? Pineapple Express, yeah. She was not in Twenty One Jump Street. No, definitely. Yeah, you knew what I was talking about. But like, I can't believe there were people. Like, I can't believe how many people care about this. It's I zero interest in it. Like now that it's done, I we got we got to stop talking about this. So that's that's all I have. I will we will stop talking about it by me stop talking about it. I'm
0: that's good like, with that.
2: Okay, thank you, Brian. Do you agree?
1: Uh. Yeah, considering I never started.
2: Um, I didn't.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
4: There we go.
2: (laughs) Look at us all on the same page. I'm trying to think who you're... Oh, 21
0: Jump Street's Brie Larson.
2: Yeah. Is the girl in 21 Jump Street. Both great movies. Pineapple Express is probably funnier. Probably a better movie.
1: It's an underrated
0: movie.
2: Oh, it's I, I think movie. both those movies are underrated. 21 Jump Street is very funny. I laughed a lot at 21 Jump Street, like seeing it for the first time, like in tears. The scene yeah. Went with Rob Riggle and he's pushing his tongue back into his mouth. And it's a very funny movie. Yeah. But Pine- Pineapple Express is just it's that's a fantastic.
0: Can movie. I bring this up and then we'll finish the show here? There is like kind of and maybe I'm just don't watch movies. There's a severe lack of comedies. I feel like comedies
2: like don't exist. Like, mm-hmm. who goes and sees yeah. a good comedy? The last funny movie you saw was? I, in the I don't In theaters?
0: In, I, in theaters, it honestly might be. Um, oh, my God. What is the name of that movie? I can't even. Um, oh, my God. I can't even get there. Um,
2: I don't have an answer either. Like, I'm yeah. I don't have an crazy. answer. This is like this is like super sad. There's I I have no answer.
1: I think like the other guys is the last great funny movie.
2: <laughs> Came out in, like what 2008.
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, it's
2: a good one. I think this is going to be crazy. I don't know if this is right. Um, do we count Jackass as a comedy? I didn't see that though. I think the last comedy I saw
0: in theaters was The World's End. I don't even know. What is that? With, like, Simon Pegg. I don't even know that is. I
1: don't know what you're talking
0: about. It's like, I think, no, maybe it's not that.
2: I'm trying to think of what movie this is.
3: Oh, sorry. Conclusion. This is the end. The Seth Rogen. That, that's movie. what this I thought you were talking yeah. about. I mean, yeah. yeah, I never heard yeah. of it. So I've seen. seen
2: I've seen
1: Seth Rogen when you started trying to drop names and Michael. This is. The, this, uh, I've
0: seen. I've seen both movies, but I saw "This Is the End." It's, it's Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, Jay Baruchel. Damn it's it, everyone's Everybody, like, in movie. I think that's the last comedy I saw in theaters. That's a pretty funny movie.
2: That's a
3: very but funny movie.
0: Emma Watson, I think, is in it. Every yeah, uh, everyone. Aziz, yeah,
2: everything, uh, everyone, and everything.
0: Yeah, at world's end also funny. That's like Simon Pegg but I two different movies. All came out like I think around the same time. Um yeah, I think that might be the last co- which is insane. <laughs> that was 7 years uh more than that, almost 10 years ago. <laughs> there you go. Um that's it for the X52 podcast. Appreciate you guys uh coming on all the everyone coming on as always. It's Matt Swope, thanks for uh for joining us on the on the show. Um god, that was a that was a, I couldn't I was couldn't get away from the comedies. I was so disappointed about a lack of comedies. I couldn't even get to the outro. Let's try this again. The X52 podcast is coming to a close. Follow us on us, all of us on social media at X52 podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Eric at EDITTI22. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow myself at TaylorSmite10. Once again, thanks to Mr. Matt Swope, assistant coach Maryland baseball, jumping on. You can follow him at Matt Swope 19 um so make sure you do that and follow got
1: an extra account i think maryland made he does
0: md Mm -hmm. made hitting um is his sort of hitting account so if you're sort of into like the mechanics of hitting and and drills and stuff like that like you really kind of a baseball nerd that's good for that um and and swoper's kind of working with guys in the offseason mlb guys we talked about lamont Wade, obviously but he's worked with other guys as well, um, and Marty, join us for the interviews. We'll give him a shout out at Marty McFly 34 um, to our good pal. Um, thanks to our sponsors, third Level Midnight x 52 merch. Get your sunglasses at Fed Thrill and Jimmy's Seafood. Um, it's happy hour season this the summer. Go to Jimmy's, grab some uh, some drinks before you have a good night or or a good end of the day. We will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.